Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't understand how someone like Frank Morano, who acts like he's 85 or 95, has this heavy metal introduction as if he were listening to MTV. If you remember the Headbangers Ball, he wouldn't know. He would never watch anything like that. And yet, this is his, he wants to prove that he's hip, he's happening, he's current, and that he's not an old fuddy-duddy at whatever age he is. Speaking of that, I've been told by Matt Meany, who, as you know, is the boss hog here, brand new program director of WABC, you got to hit Frank's benchmarks. So the first benchmark is ask Frank anything except his age. Ask Frank anything except his age, except... The Other Side of Midnight proudly presents Ask Frank... Ask Frank anything. Ask Frank anything. Ask Frank anything. Ask Curtis... Anything. Exactly. You're asking me instead, but they should add an addendum. Uh, have Chris Libertini, the voice of WABC, add the addendum on. Ask Frank anything except his age, because he refuses... To give his age, takes the fifth, does the rope about the dope, squirms around, always tries to change the conversation and the direction of the discussion. So I am taking it, I'm taking the liberties to rename this benchmark that he does, you know, the last show of the week for him. Ask Frank anything except his age. Now, we're going to, through osmosis, change that to ask Curtis anything. And I mean anything. Because I think, as you know, the one host or hostess here at WABC you probably know more about. Because I am very transparent. I am not an enigma. Like some of our hosts and hostesses here, you wonder, are they real? (laughs) I don't know anything about them. But that's their choice. It's sort of like when I was running for mayor, right? You knew almost nothing about Eric Adams. You know, you didn't know where he lived. Hey, at Fort Lee. You, you didn't know uh, who or which ladies he was chasing. Uh, none of your B.I.B. business. You know, he was an enigma. Curtis Lee, you knew everything. There was no exposés because there had already been exposés uh, written up a month of Sundays. So that's the difference. So we're going to talk. You get an opportunity now to ask me anything under the sun. That's 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-WABC. And we're going to do that. 
But I really want to prepare you for the next hour because, remember, this is our 100th anniversary here at WABC. 100 years. We cracked the century mark. And I decided to go where our roots are. And it's not Bada Bing and uh, the hoochie-coochie jiggle-wiggle joint next to the tower at Lodi where our crack engineer, who, by the way, was wearing a bow tie tonight. Let me tell you something. I don't trust anyone who wears a bow tie. Not screwy Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam. Not George Will, the writer, the pundit. Not Pee Wee Herman. If you're wearing a bow tie, I do not trust you. So our head engineer, he's wearing a pink bow tie tonight when they were broadcasting live from the lighting of the menorah. We'll talk about that momentarily. So let me just tell you, I see a bow tie, ixnay on you. Anyway, whatever it is that you want to ask Curtis Sliwa, feel free to fire away. Fire those salvos. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But you want to know the difference? Dominic Carter comes in, does a great show 12 to 1, uh, five nights a week before Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. But he's the good news bear. He's always the good news bear, right? So he started his program tonight by saying, oh, I had a chance to talk to Frankie earlier in the evening about Carmine. He's doing so well. He's so happy. He's euphoric. It's like the best thing that ever happened to him in the world. But he ought to be a PR guy. What a spin he put on that. Now, probably within hours, I had a similar conversation with Frank Morano. And I must tell you, the Carmine is no longer 13 pounds. He's put on an additional three pounds. He's now 16 pounds because his mother, Rachel, is tired of him feeding on her mammary glands. You know, the kid's got already, you know, just like, he's just sucking, sucking, sucking. So they got him on pet milk with sugar in it. And I don't have to, that's what they drink in Mexico. That's like considered a very, a very, uh, I would call it a cheap drink that quenches your thirst, but it gives you a sugar high. Now, you're going to be giving a kid like that, that kind of sugar. He's going to end up acting like Andrew Giuliani did when Michael Baricic, Rudy Giuliani, was sworn in as mayor. Remember, he was bouncing all over. He was up on the podium, up on the stage. He'd come into Yankee Stadium. He'd be high-fiving as he'd go back and forth to the little boys' room, you know, with the NYPD security and come down to his daddy's box. This is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. But you think Dominic's going to give you the square deal on that? No, it takes me, Curtis Lee, because I see the problem here. Can I lay it out for all of you? Since you're very close to Frank Morano, not personally, but let's face it. You're a member of his family, he's a member of your family, and you're all freaking dysfunctional out there. Because you refuse to see the reality. This dysfunction is so obvious, it's going to lead him into double trouble. Except Dominic. He's the good news bear. Oh, Frank is doing so good with his kid Carmine and Rachel. Not. And I'll tell you why. As I've explained to you, he is doing a booty shake, booty shake, booty shake, booty shake. So he's out 
you know, scraping barnacles off his backside, getting his rearing gear because he's living off the paternity money. You know, he's taking paternity. This is the big scam of guys now. Oh, uh, ju- my wife just had a baby. Uh, I'm not going to do any work, but I'm certainly going to do what Buttigieg, 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 Buttigieg did. And just like, I'm going to game the system. And Frank's been doing that relatively well. I saw, I saw HR, I saw the the checks, you know, going. Man, I, got, I said, man, you sending him that kind of money? The way this guy goes down to Atlantic City, you know, he's a degenerate gambler. There's no doubt about it. It's like, remember yesterday, I got 3.30 in the morning, you got to call this guy from Atlantic City, it's a benchmark. I'm calling the guy on one of the few pay phones that still exist in Atlantic City. And it turns out nobody's answering it. It's right there on the corner of Pennsylvania Avenue and Pacific Avenue. I think that's right near the old Trump Taj Mahal. And it's where the guy is like giving out points. So he wants me to be calling a bag man who's giving out points to degenerate gamblers who run out of the casinos. The only reason you go to Pennsylvania Avenue and Pacific Avenue, other than if you're going to hook, hook up with a cheap hooker. Yeah, some of the guys do that. And that's not Frank Morano's thing. Yeah, a lot of guys listening right now say, oh, I know exactly what Curtis is talking about. You know, they gum you. They got no teeth. Shame, shame on you guys for doing that. But anyway, that's not Frank's, that's not his sin. His sin is gambling. So now he's getting money, being a gold brick, a slacker, a deadbeat. And you know he's going down to Atlantic City because he's not taking care of Carmine. Come on. You believe that? You think Rachel would let him anywhere near Carmine right now, knowing his peculiarities, you know, listening to talk radio morning, noon, and night? Would you want Carmine listening to me now and end up talking like me and thinking like me? My God, the kid's going to have nightmares later on. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So let me tell you the problem here. Dominic Carter threw some shade at you by giving you a good news bear tale about your friend Frank Morano. But if you're a real friend, you do an intervention. He didn't have the heart to tell you the truth. I will. Because there's this huge story about the Inspector General investigating MTA New York City bus drivers. That's right. The Jackie Gleasons of the world who have been milking the system, they have been claiming, they've been claiming that they, they were out on family and medical leave. Same thing that Boucher, 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 and Frank Morano have done to milk the system. Instead, they were going down to Atlantic City to gamble. And investigators caught all three men using records from the Tropicana Resort and Casino. But I know Frank, you see, Frank ain't just going to the trop. Hey, trop's big, got a lot of rooms, but you can't hide in a trop. He's probably going to resorts, to Golden Nugget, Harris, his favorite Borgata, but he can't, he can't afford it, you know. Probably go, you know, the old, uh, what was that, the old, uh, the old Atlantic, you know, where they had penny slots. That seems like more Frank speed. So here it is, you had these MTA bus drivers, these Jackie Gleasons, going down there. They're getting all this money for the Family and Medical Leave Act because they were having kids for the purpose 
of milking the system and going down as degenerate gamblers and gambling. And this is a three-year investigation. It took them three years to figure this out. Could have figured it out the first time they went over the Outer Bridge crossing to the New Jersey Turnpike, down the Garden City Expressway, into the Atlantic City Expressway, and into TROP, you know, where they were shooting craps. I mean, that would have been easy, right? But, oh, no, it took them three years to launch an investigation. Sounds like the kind of investigations for workers' compensation fraud, right? That LIRR workers are always guilty of, oh, my knee, my knee. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm going to steer you to the doctor, to the therapist. We're going to milk the system. And then all of a sudden it takes them a month of Sundays for those uh, worker compensation inspectors to go out there and bag them and tag them. Frank has a gambling problem. We all know that. What does he always talk about, right? When he goes to AC, oh, gambling, gambling, gambling. I like, I like craps. I don't like slots and video poker. No, 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 no. He likes craps and blackjack and Texas Hold'em. He's a $5 player right at the table. Baccarat. I mean, I'm telling you, just listen to his programs. Right? Once a week, you know, he's got to do the Atlantic City show. And you know why? Because it makes him feel for toots. Like, wow, he can smell the casino. He can smell the stale cigarettes. Yeah, they still let you smoke in some of the areas. He can smell the cheap watered-down drinks that they feed you so they can milk you for your money. He looks around where there are no clocks, there are no windows, so you'll be perpetually gambling there, and you owe so much money. What is that? 1-800-GAMBLING-ANONYMOUS? Is that what they tell you? Yeah, they tell you, hey, use this. And you know, Frank's gotten that advice. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do an intervention with Frank Morano. Stop, Dominic. Stop feeding the beast. And, and presenting tr- total propaganda. We know he's making that Atlantic City run. We know it. I mean, he's like some of the Chinese. He's so desperate to gamble, he'd get on those Chinese buses down on East Broadway in Chinatown. You know, the two different bus services. But, you know, he's not a Racino guy. He's not going to go to Aqueduct where a lot of the Chinese gamblers go, no, 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 that's not Frank. You know, and it's got to be a full game. And he's not going to Bethlehem. No, 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 no. He's not going to uh, uh, the Poconos, Mount Airy Lodge. No, 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 no. He's not going there. He loves Atlantic City. The beast calls him and says, Atlantic City wants you. Atlantic City wants to take your money. And now he's got the vehicle, the pipeline. This fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi paternity leave. Following in the footsteps of Boudicet, 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 Boudicet. Let's go to Raul in the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Raul. Curtis, uh, I got, I'm, I'm going to say this with love, Curtis, but you're, you're killing the show, Curtis. Leave Frank alone. He's got a kid. Let him enjoy his son. Come on. There's so many important things happening in New York City. We could be talking about so many important things. Radio's so important. And you're killing it, man. I say with love, brother, but man, let's yeah. get on some real time. Yeah, yeah. So let me get this straight, Raul. Your favorite talk show host, Frank Morano, 
has a gambling addiction, and by being out on paternity leave, it's just feeding his habit. We're trying to do an intervention to save him. Dominic is just patronizing him and lying to all of you as a good news bear. So I should avoid talking about it, Raul? Don't you think that's just going to make the problem worse? How is he going to be able to support young Carmine, who's now 16 pounds? Imagine, he gained three pounds in just a week by drinking the sugared-up pet milk. He's a big boy. He's going to be fine. Frank Morano's a big boy. He's going to be fine. Let's talk about mandates. Let's talk about Eric Adams. Let's talk about uh, 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 what's going on in New York City. Come on. It's a radio show is so important. You can, you're can you reaching so many people. I say that with love, brother. I'm a native New Yorker. Let's get some, let's get some action, man. I don't know how to say it. I don't... No, 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 you're saying it, you're saying it, Raul, but you know something? You are insensitive. You care only about yourself and your needs as a talk show listener. You're basically saying, to hell to Frank Morano. They come and they go. I just need somebody to feed me with talk about New York, all the important things, mandates. You're right. But what's more important than Frank Morano now? We don't want that family broken up because of gambling. We don't want poor Rachel to have to raise the 16-pound Carmine on her own now because Frank Morano is desperately looking for the old Atlantic Casino. You know, Frank, he's got a Rolodex kind of mind, right? In his mind, he's saying, oh, I'll go to Bally's. Then I'll jump to Caesars. Then I'll go to the Hard Rock. Then I'll go to resorts. You know, and if I got no money, you know where I'm going. I'm going right down there to Pacific. I'm going right down there to the guy we talk on uh, on the radio to 3.30 in the morning. Right, right. The guy who's the one pay phone that's still working in Atlantic City on the corner of Pacific Avenue and Pennsylvania Avenue where this guy's a bag man. Frank probably owes him a vic. I'm going to do an intervention. Raul, I'd rather get fired by John Katz and Matitis. I'd rather get fired. You know, I, 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 I am. But I think it's more important that we save Frank Morano. Come on, Raul. Show concern. Show compassion for a degenerate gambler who's milking the system, Raul. You remember me, but we met in Brooklyn. You signed my petition, and I thank you for that. Look at this. There's a lot of important things happening. I met you, and now you're talking about a freaking petition. I'd like to petition you into the house of uncaring, insensitive, I and me, not us and we people. You're out there listening. You're Frank Morano listeners. You, you fill them full of love, right? Oh, we love you, Frank. And then all of a sudden, if you had to make that call, 1-800-GAMBLERS ANONYMOUS, and he had to go cold turkey, right? And they had him in that Turkish baths that's right there in Atlantic City from years and years ago. You saw it in Boardwalk, right? Some of you have actually been in that schvitz there with the Ukrainians and the Russians. I know you have. I know you have. It's right there on Delaware Avenue where the Osho Bo Casino was. Got to lock him up. We got to sweat him down. He gets to Jones. Because right away, he wants chips. He wants dice. He wants, blow on my dice. He thinks he's actually talking to himself at night. Blow on my dice. He, he goes to the other degenerate gamblers who are going cold turkey. Blow on my dice. I'm seven on the side. Seven on the side. You see, you don't care about Frank, do you? I care. 
He's got a son to raise now. And poor Rachel, who's already had to lift a 13-pound kid, now he's 16 pounds. And Frank Morano, who's got a double jock strap on now with a cup just to raise his 16-pound kid. And Raul, what does Raul care? Hey, I don't care. They come, they go. I've been listening to WABC to know. You know, they're here one minute, they're gone. And when they're gone, you're not supposed to talk about them, right? You see, whatever happened, oh, can't talk about it. You know, he, this, he fell right into the abyss. It's like you become a person of no consequence. We need to save Frank Morano from himself. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Radio 77, WABC. I'm telling you, I'm nauseous. I got to settle my stomach down here because I see what's going on with Frank Morano. So I'm going to take uh, maybe a cup of brioche or Pepto-Bismol, you know, the old pink stuff, old school stuff. But you can't do that any longer. They got they have things much better than Brioschi or Pepto-Bismol. They got what, like 3,000 freaking teas out there? You walk into a supermarket, they got a whole aisle just of all these teas. When we were kids, it was very simple. It was either Lipton or Tetley or nothing. You know, you had nothing. You had an air sandwich and you had a, a, a cup of hot water and that was it. Now you have 3,000 teas, but I'm going to recommend one because when Frank Morano was here, he had life change tea and it certainly changed his life. He wasn't always thinking, I lucky seven, lucky seven, <laughs> shooting craps. You know what happens? The January gamblers, they start actually acting like they got dice in their hands or three dice, CeeLo, four, five, and six. On the, on the winning side, shoot a four, five, and six. Oh, I know. I've seen those games. I've had to break them up in the streets. But Frank, oh, he's not a street guy. He's a casino guy. Gotta be not the Racino in Aqueduct. It's gotta be the whole nine yards. And that brings stress. And that wreaks havoc on your digestive tract. So forget the Brioschi and the Pepto-Bismol. You gotta get yourself the all-natural, non-GMO, life-change tea. You go online to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And one package is gonna last you a whole month. So if you've lost all your money shooting craps, at least you still got that package that's gonna last you a month. Until you get your SSI check, right? And then you're back in Atlantic City losing your money. Change T is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code Frank. No COD. It's free shipping. See? Free! Oh, you love that. Right? It tickles your ears. Free. Free shipping. But the promo code is Frank. So just go to LifeChangeT to get the LifeChangeT.com. And remember, check out all their products. They're designed for your optimum health at LifeChangeTea at GetTheTea.com. I don't know, man. This is supposed to be EDM, electronic dance music, my favorite. Please. This is, like, so weak. 
See, leave it to these new jacks here at WABC. They try, but at least you're trying. So I'm not going to denounce you or do a denunciation of you in the 3 o'clock hour. Yeah, we're going to do that. And guess who's number one for denouncements and denunciations? Frank Morano himself. So stay tuned. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Phil. Hey, Phil. See... Phil is playing. Uh, oh, here he is. Yeah, hi, you got me? Yeah, am I interfering with your life here, Phil? Uh, you're doing something really important? Yeah, I'm listening to you. I, I like your style, man. You're you're 100%. And I was just curious, what, what's this thing about Morano, anyway? I, I heard him once. I don't really care for the guy, but what's what, what, what is his problem, man? All right, but Phil, look, put aside whether you like him or don't like him. Look, some listeners, they like Frank, some don't. Same thing with me. Some like me, some don't. But when you see another human being who's gripped by an addiction, you know, he's not a dope fiend. He's not an alcoholic drinking Dubonnet. You know, no, no, no. But he's got, you hear, if you listen to his program, he's constantly talking about Atlantic City, how he can't wait to break out down there. Now, he could do this before, Phil. He didn't have a baby. But you know when you get your first baby, right, you know how the cost of living skyrockets with now Joe Biden inflation in addition to that? I'm doing this for Carmine. You understand, Phil? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Insensitive. It's just like to use and abuse us talk show hosts. We come and we go, right? And in your mind, you're saying, hey, I've been listening to talk radio a long time. You know, they're there, they're gone. They don't tell us whatever happened to them. <laughs> you know, they can be buried in some landfill in western Pennsylvania for all we know. <sighs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Anyway, let's go to Raj, who's calling from uh, New York City. Your turn Hello. to be heard, Raj. Hello, Curtis. Yes. Congratulations, because you just made a huge correction vis-a-vis the term denunciation, because den- denouncement is actually the correct word in this case, not denunciation. Now, what are you? Wait, wait, wait a second, Raj. You can barely speak English, right? You're suddenly an English scholar, right? Listen, denunciation is proclamation or announcement. Let me ask you a question, Raj. What what, what country are you from, huh? Hey, Raj, what country are you from? Originally, I was three years old from the Soviet Union. We traveled to India uh, with my grandfather, uh, who was uh, a general counsel working for the Soviet Union at the time. A communist. Travel to other countries, South Africa, Australia, and other countries. You I sound, you sound, Raj, like, like you were a gypsy. All these countries. I tell you, I lived in Romania, too. Listen, oh, with Ceausescu. Stop that. I don't want to hear no gypsies tonight. You know what? I am going to change topics. Because I can see we have an audience that, hey, they don't really care about Frank. They pretend, like Dominic Carter, oh, I talk to Frank, everything's copacetic. Meantime, Frank, you didn't know this, was asking Dominic, could you float me like $200? Now, what do you think that means? Because I was in here during the transition. 
And, you know, you can hear with the cell phone. And, you know, Dominic, he's laughing. He's having a good old time. He doesn't realize the cell phone is not attached to his earlobe. So I'm hearing Frank said, hey, Dominic, could you do me a solid? Could you float me $200? Why do you think that Frank is asking Dominic for $200, huh? Roulette madness. Meantime, talking about madness. Madness. High in the sky tonight, right at the square outside of the Plaza Hotel, opposite the Apple Store that has not yet been victimized by a smash-and-grab robbery because they had like 40 cops surrounding it. They know it's coming. They know Dermot Shea was out in Dubai. What the hell is he doing in Dubai? Right? Oh, I'm doing NYPD work, and I just put my papers in for retirement. But they know. There's going to be a smash-and-grab robbery at that Apple store right across the street from the plaza where you have General Sherman on his steed. And then you have the Hanukkah, the world's largest Hanukkah. And as John Katsimatidis was telling us just like last year, they went up in the buckets. I was there with the Guardian Angels and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. You could have watched it on WABCRadio.tv. Yeah, it was broadcast not only on WABC Radio, the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, but also the new TV network that you are going to have an insatiable appetite for. WABCRadio.tv. So there's Rabbi Buttonman of the uh, Lubavitchers. They're going up in the bucket, right? There's John. He's used to it. He's done it a few times. They were freezing. They took us off last year. And then there's Sid Rosenberg. Now, you know he's like a male yenta, right? He can't shut him up. He's in that bucket going up, and you could tell the guy has a phobia of heights. He's holding on to the bucket for dear life. You know, he's got that man tan. He's like orange. You know, and all of a sudden, he's like blue and purple. The guy was so afraid of the heights. They gave him the microphone, you know, to talk. He said, you know, he's like, Lit. get me down, please. Meantime, John, he's, he's a veteran of this. You know, he's got stripes. He's been up there so many. And Rabbi Butman, I mean, I think he's been going up and down in the bucket for like 40 years when it was a horse-drawn carriage with the bucket taking him up there to light the menorah. But there were some of you at the event tonight asking me, oh, so you lost Eric Adams, huh? You know, like sticking a shiv in, reminding me. I'm having a good time. I wish you would have taken a menorah and impaled yourself. Impale yourself. You think you think you were cute tonight, all of you out there. But anyway, great event. It was also Margot Katsimatidis' birthday. So, I mean, it couldn't get any better. And so different than last year when everyone was freezing their tuchus off because it was 40 degrees below zero. And we have to hear uh, from Sid, oh, I was so frightened going up in the bucket. God, man up. I hate it when they, they sound like little girly girlies. But that leads us into the subject matter of, yep, President Joe Biden told another whopper as they were lighting the menorah in the White House. I don't know what it is about Joe Biden. He can't ever seem to tell the truth about a story involving him in the past. Remember, we're talking about the South Africa virus now, right? we got five of them in New York. It's here. It's here. It's all over. 
So South Africa is on our mind. Right? Hey, is this the South Africa virus? The China virus? Which virus is it? Doesn't matter. If you're sick, you're sick. What do you care? But I remember that time. Remember when Joe Biden told the story that he was going to visit Nelson Mandela on Robbins Island. Wait a second. Robbins Island? Isn't that an... Isn't that on Long Island, Robbins Island? Uh, if anybody happens to know that, give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. Or better yet, Robin Island, which I actually have been to because I have guardian angels in Cape Town. And boy, that is a stark place. You know, it's an island way off the, the coast of Cape Town. And Nelson Mandela was housed there as a prisoner from, I think, about 1964 to 1982. I remember the guide was telling us, a former prisoner, I might add, telling us the horrors there. So Joe Biden was telling us that he was stopped from visiting Nelson Mandela when he was incarcerated in the late 70s and accompanying him in the visit when the Afrikaners were still in charge in Pretoria, this is before the transition to Nelson Mandela and the ANC, was former UN ambassador, remember, was fired by Jimmy Carter because he was having meetings with Yasser Arafat and the PLO, Andrew Young, who went on to become the mayor of Atlanta. So Andrew Young is with Jimmy Carter, and Jimmy Carter says, yeah, we were trying to visit Nelson Mandela on Robben Island, and we were stopped. We were taken into custody by South African Afrikaner police. It turned out that Andrew Young said that never happened. That never happened. I mean, Andrew Young ratted him out. So on this one with the menorah, Joe Biden is going on and on. You know, he needs to take ginkgo. I I don't know what it is. He gets so confused. I don't know if it's the first signs of dementia or Alzheimer's. But he's claiming that during the 1967 Six-Day War, I think that was Israel's third war against the Arab League. I stand to be corrected. He said that he was summoned by Golda Meir. Golda Meir summoned him for the 1967 Six-Day War that Israel had with all of its Arabic enemies. And he was only a law school student, remember, plagiarizing his way through law school in Syracuse. So what was he, about 22, 24 like Golda Meir in the midst of this war is going to say, oh, let me get that law student from Syracuse, Joe Biden, over here so he can be an intermediary between the Egyptians and the Israelis. He told his story today while they were lighting the menorah, like the fifth candle of the menorah. You remember the eight, eight lightings? And I get shut down by my youngest sons, Carter and Hunter, raised Jewish, because I got to give them each a present, each Hanukkah day. That's eight times two, that's 16. And then the grubbers, they say to me, and hey, what about our Christmas presents too? But you're not a Gentile. Doesn't matter. They want that too. But I, uh, I divert. So here it is. Joe Biden's in there. And he's talking about, yeah, and you know, and, and I was talking with Gold in my ear, and Rabin was right at, right at our site. He, he ties Rabin into this. Like, they're gonna be, in the middle of the war, right? You have on all sides. The Arab League is attacking them. Who was it involved in the attacks at that time? I'm trying to remember. So you had Egypt, you had Jordan, uh, you had, um, oh, man, you had the Saudis. You had a rack. I mean, they were all like pouring in. And oh, wait a second, time out. They're going to tell, right? They're going to tell the Jordan, the Jordan army and the Egyptian army. Time out. We got to put in a call 
to Joe Biden, the law school student in Syracuse, who's best known for plagiarizing, you know, Neil Kinnock. Remember Neil Kinnock? He was the socialist labor leader in England, first led the coal miner strikes against Maggie Thatcher. See, I remember that. And then Tony Blair had to rescue the Labor Party because they had gone too far left. Sounds like the Democratic Party now, you know, under the leadership of Bernie the Altacanca Sanders, the Neil Kinnock of our generation. And so Joe Biden had plagiarized a speech by Neil Kinnock, and he was plagiarizing everything while he was in law school. Yeah, I'm sure the gold of my year. And by the way, do any of you know this answer? You can win a Curtis Lee will booby prize. Don't ask, don't tell, because I throw nickels around like manhole covers. Golda Meir was born where? And where was she a teacher? And what was she most famous for? See, I'm asking you the trifecta, the troika, the trinity. Okay, it's a brain buster. I realize this is the Frank Morano audience. And you'd be lucky if you get one of the three. But take a stab at it. No, maybe I shouldn't say stab. That denotes violence. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. It's plausible denial. How the hell is Joe Biden going to tell a story like that in the West Wing of the White House and make it seem that it's a 20, what, 22, 24-year-old law student at Syracuse, Golda Meir, in the middle of the Six-Day War with Robin at her side, said, we have to have law student Joe Biden help us and be the intermediary between the Egyptians. Nasser, remember Nasser? Yeah. And uh, King Abdullah. That's right, King Abdullah, right in Jordan. King Abdullah, I think I remember. The first king, not the second, not the third one, not the one who was westernized, who had the gorgeous westernized wife, but who supported Saddam Hussein, remember, in the war when he was dropping Scud missiles on Israel. I'm getting all engaged and going in different directions here. But you, you, you get the drift. I can do it if Joe Biden can do it, right? And remember, American Jews going out there with their Willie Mays and their Joe DiMaggio gloves trying to catch Scud. You know, when I would have told them as an Israeli prime minister, stay home. You're only interfering with us. Let it with Saddam Hussein because you didn't do a very good job yourself, America. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So this is how it turns out. Apparently, the actual meeting that Joe Biden had with Golda Meir was in 1973. He was 30 years old. He was a young Huckleberry, his first six-year term as senator of Delaware. It had nothing to do with the Six-Day War. It had nothing to do with Rob Bean, a future prime minister, uh, meeting it. I mean, this guy, you talk about a fibber, a Pinocchio, a Kakaram. 1-800-848. Nine two two two. Let's go to Howard in Elmhurst, Queens. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Howie. Hi, Curtis. I met you tonight at the Menorah. I was carrying a huge backpack, and our mentalities have been so wiped out. We, uh, I was wondering if you thought I was some type of terrorist carrying that big backpack. I was actually coming from my wife's. She's in a nursing home in Forest Hills. 
Well, I'm sorry to hear and that. I'm sorry to hear It's that. all right. Um, but she's doing all right. Yeah, yeah but, but Howard, thank God Cuomo's not in charge of the nursing homes any longer. You know what I mean? Thank God, yeah, yes. Thank God. Thank Hashem. I got it tonight. We got to thank Hashem, you know, Hanukkah. And I'm wondering if there's going to be any change. In, now I'm wondering if there's going to be any change in the nursing homes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't really like Hochul. Uh, but she's she's sensitive to the issue. I mean, so much damage was done by Cuomo. We're learning more and more from the Tish James report. It keeps pouring forward. But why did you think that I was afraid of you tonight when you came up to me at the menorah lighting? The only one afraid was Sid Rosenberg. You saw him shaking, rattling, and rolling in the bucket up there. I came a little late because I was, you know, I, I had a dentist for him. I, I went to my wife, so... Uh, Excuse me, Howie. Do I need to know your entire freaking life for the day? No, I went to the don't. dentist. I visited my wife. <laughs> no, you don't. And then right. you're telling me, oh, you were afraid of me. Remember me with the backpack? You know how many people had backpacks there tonight? I didn't see, but I, I, I carry an extra large one. Oh, so I'm going to know the difference between a normal backpack and an extra large backpack that Howie from Elmhurst was carrying tonight at the menorah lighting ceremony done by Rabbi Butman with uh, our own John Casamitidis, who was fearless. And the, the little scared Sid Rosemary said, let me down. Oh, my God, let me down. <laughs> He no, he did admit he has a fear of heights. He's got a look. A lot of people have a fear of heights, but it wasn't like he was walking a steel beam on the hundred and tenth floor of the Empire State Building. You know, he was getting a little melodramatic there. But anyway, how he, how he's like a schlup. I mean, come on, I'm trying a pisher. I'm trying to be nice. You know, his wife's in a nursing home. That's not good. But then again, Cuomo's not running them anymore. It's a little better than it used to be with Hochul. Let's go to George in Staten Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Georgie. Okay, Milwaukee. She was born in Milwaukee, a teacher in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, before she went to Israel. George, you're only partially right. Can I give you some constructive criticism? First off, you are correct. Uh, She did live in Milwaukee. Uh, her family did move to Milwaukee. They were escaping uh, virulent anti-Semitism in Kiev, Kiev in the Ukraine at the time, the old Soviet Union. She did become a teacher, and then she went back to Israel and ended up becoming the prime minister, first female prime minister. Okay. All right. No, no, look, I understand that. I understand that. It's okay. Wow. It's Okay. I said you part part right, George. Don't be okay. such don't be such a crabby crumb cake. Let's go to Dana in Long Island. There's more to this story, isn't there, Dana? Well, I was I uh, gave your guy the same the, all the answers that were necessary. No, that she became the prime minister. Who didn't know she was the prime minister of Israel? No, well, you'd be surprised. We're talking Frank Morano listeners here. Oh well, I like Frank Morano, but actually, you know what? I'm from Canarsie also. Oh. So, uh, it's funny, uh, all your sayings like uh, B.I. business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on. And flat leaving somebody and, you know. Look. Uh, Grabstein's for a freaking oh, sandwich. Grabstein's on Avenue M. And Rockaway Park. guys, uh, Luncheonette. Yeah, but Grabstein's originally was in Brownsville. 
and then he transported. So? I yeah, didn't know that. yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah. on the corner over there. Not far from. Not far from. Martin. Yeah, not far from Du Browns on Picking Avenue, where all the old out the cocker Bernie Sanders, the Jewish socialists, would go to have their chillin. And you know what they say: beans, beans is good for your heart, but when you fart, ooh. Pitkin Avenue. My grandfather used to drive a yellow cab on the. Checker cab on Pitkin Avenue. Excuse me, Dana. I've had enough of cabs lately. Uh, I don't want to talk about cabs anymore. God, that's what I got to worry about. Yellow cabs. I get shot in the back of the cab June 19th of 1992 on the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. and the Gambino crime family. And you know what? They were from Brownsville, East New York. John Gotti Jr.'s mother, Victoria Gotti Sr., was from the Ukraine, was not an Italian. Guess what? She's Jewish. So that means John Gotti Jr. and his siblings are Jews. Because if you're born of a Jewish woman, that's it. You can't renounce Judaism. You can't all of a sudden run away. You can't have a bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich and declare yourself Jewish free. You're Jewish. See, you learned something, huh? Because I know, Brownsville, East New York, trust me on that. You think somebody like Frank Morano would know that? Of course not. But let me tell you about gold in my ear. So, Independence, right, 1947, and the great David Ben-Gurion looking to be overwhelmed by, like, the Arab League. I mean, Arab countries to his left, his right, every which way. But the biggest problem was the Mufti, the Mufti in Palestine, who had been supported by Adolf Hitler and vice versa. The Mufti, he wanted to wipe out the Jews. He didn't want any independence. So he's figuring, you know what? I'm going to get King Abdullah on board. And I'm going to send Golda Meir to meet with King Abdullah. Now, it's bad enough you're going to send a Jew to meet with King Abdullah. But a woman, she dressed in men's clothing. Now, you know, this is an old codger. He was so blind, he couldn't even see the fact that he had a big schnoz in front of him under his glasses. So Golda Meir shows up, you know, in, in, in a suit, you know, one of those uh, gladiator suits. You know, got it from Mo Ginsburg on Picking Avenue. Yeah, 100% Vusta. And she's sitting down with King Abdullah and saying, tell you what, you stay out of this battle that we got with all of our enemies. And once we destroy... Uh, the Mufti, you know, in Jerusalem, allied uh, with the Nazis. Tell you what, you get those lands, right? So, you know, they think King Abdullah is thinking, hey, this is a pretty good deal. Hey, this Jewish guy's not too bad. He doesn't even know it's a woman. I'm de- let me tell you, you look at Golda Meir, right? Uh, you didn't need necessarily to have her in a Mo Ginsburg suit to think she was a man. She had masculine features, but she was a woman's woman, the most powerful woman in the world at that time. And remember a teacher in Milwaukee who had survived the blackboard jungle in the hood. But anyway, I digress. So he's ready to sign this peace accord that David Ben-Gurion had sent with Golda Meir, the messenger, and there's an ink pen. The old pens, you know, it's like you had to fill them up. And it exploded in his hand. And immediately his court jester or whatever they call it said, Oh, you better not say it's probably Allah or Muhammad. You know, this is like a warning. You know, don't sign that. 
But see, now you know the rest of the story. Man, I'm a real Paul Harvey of late, aren't I? What? I got to drink some more Life Change Tea? I just drank Life Change Tea, like what, 25 minutes ago. My kidneys are going to float away out of the studio. But I tell you what, it's better than an abdominal massage, an abdominal massage. You know, right there, right uh, between um, Herald Square and uh, Madison Square Garden Penn Station, which is like the Valley of Death now. You're going to be stabbed, shot. Forget it. You see guys jabbing needles in their neck. There is this uh, Masushi Parlor alley there. You know, all the uh, Korean cutie tooties there. Yeah, why don't you just go in there and ask him, could I have an abdominal massage? <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you something. That'll be a real cleanse. You won't have to use the old enema bag that you have hanging up in your shower stall. Yeah, I've seen some of you. You know, I say, could I use, could I use the little boy's room? And then I see hanging from the shower stall an enema bag. I mean, how old school is that? What are you, crazy? An enema up your tuchus? How about just, how about, hey, if you need a nice, gentle, daily cleanse that tastes great, that's Life Change Tea. Look, I realize you got 3,000 different teas to choose from. What are they, from Ceylon? No, it's Sri Lanka now, schmuck. So, look, get a pad and pen. You want to write this down. Because it's going to deal with stress, and that wreaks havoc on your digestive tract. And also causes you to be all bloated up. Life Change Tea is all natural and a non-GMO. One package will last you a whole month. Life Change Tea is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code Frank, and it's not COD. Cash on delivery, cash money rules the world. No, it's free, 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 free. For that alone, you should do it. Remember the promo code Frank. So don't miss out. Go to Life Change Tea. And get to T.com and check out all their products designed for your optimum health at get to T.com. 77 WABC, where the action is. We are. New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Yeah, past the molly in ecstasy, right? We'll be like whirling dervishes. And you call this electronic dance movement. Man, what are you like? This is so low grade. I asked one simple thing. I said, look, we have Christmas music here. It's a little fuddy-duddy stuff, you know, a little old school. I get it. It's Christmas. I don't want to put, you know, coal and wood in your stocking stuffer. But, like, there are EDM Christmas songs, right? I mean, there's, like, a gazillion EDM songs. There's EDM in Israel. There's EDM in Russia. There's EDM in France. There's EDM in all the Scandinavian countries. There's EDM in England. There's EDM in America. There's so much EDM, electronic dance music. And you have come up with two EDM songs. They quite frankly disqualify you as being a cognoscente of electronic dance music. So for you, go drink a nice gallon of prune juice. And then see if you can sit there at the board without going to the little boys' room. But anyway, 
You don't want to miss the 2 o'clock hour. I'm going to tell you, like a bedtime story, right? I'm going to tell you the history of WABC. It's our 100th anniversary. And it's been told to you in bits and pieces. You've heard the promos from the voice of WABC, Chris Libertini. You've heard our owner-operator and talk show host in his own right, John Katsimatidis, talk about this. This is the century celebration of the number one news talk station in the nation that is pulsing out the 50,000 powerful Lots of sound. They can be heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, and in the Bermuda Triangle. So many sailors. The last thing they uh, heard before they went to Davy Jones's locker was WABC. But to tell the story, you had to go to Newark. And a lot of you would have to wear a bulletproof vest and body condom to make it through the streets of Broad and Market. Oh, it used to be so glorious. There were all these department buildings, the glory of Newark before the riots. There were more Cadillac dealerships in Newark than even in Detroit. Now you can't even find a used car lot with a Cadillac. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you on memory lane so you know how WABC was jump-started into this, into this world. That has become part of your family. It's your friend. It's your home away from home. Like it has been for me. I mean, how many times have I been kicked out of my house by my ex-wives, right? There are too many to count on one hand. And I'd always have WABC to come to. So I think it was incumbent on me. Because I think I'm the veteran here, other than Joan Hamburg. But she used to work for the enemy. So she's going to tell the story of WOR, right? No, 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 no. Abe! Hey, they were in Newark, too. Bamberger's. The John Gambling, the first one, R-A-B. All of the gamblings were there, right? Oh, I'm going to tell that part, too. But we couldn't have Joan tell that story. Couldn't have um, Cindy Adams tell that story. Because, you know, I don't think Cindy Adams has ever been to Newark, to be honest with you. You know, if it ain't on Fifth Avenue, she ain't going there. If it ain't in the Hamptons, you ain't finding Cindy Adams there. You know, you're talking top shelf five star. Gurney's, you know, she'll take a trip out there to the Hamptons, you know, to get dolled up. God, she's in amazing shape. Cindy's like, watch, approaching the what, the century mark. She looks better than, than women who are like half her age. And oh, she got it. She got an attitude. <laughs> don't be, don't be eye fornicating and mad dogging Cindy Adams. She'll call you out right there. Sharp. Quick. Sort of reminds me like the old Borscht Bell comedians. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. See, I, I'm, she knows. She can remember better than me at 67. Was Alan King a Borscht Belt comedian? Of course. <laughs> hello, mother. Hello, father. In a camp, Canada, whatever the hell that was. You know, Ed Sullivan, I remember it all, but it was Topo Gigio, the little Italian mouse. Topo, say something to your countrymen. Hey, Eddie, I love you. Oh, God. Up next, you're going to hear the Curtis Lewa version, Theater of the Mind, of the start of WABC. Your friend... Your home away from home, which now the acronym means again, a Wu-Tang Clan. 36 chambers of nonsense and ridiculousness, right? So get the T.com at the website. And while you're there, check out all their products designed for your optimum health. That's get the T.com. Get the T.com. Get life change tea at get the T.com. Wherever you go, 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 go. 
The farmers no in the field, the bees in the hive. Do the do the do the do the time it always points Probably raised in the wrong kind of joints. Wake yourself up with fluid drive. Have a cup of coffee, the hour is five. Good to be alive, do you dig this kind of job? Ho 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 ho, the hour is five. WJZ New York. And with that jingle, coming out of Newark. It was the first broadcasting station confirmed to have been heard in Europe. Europe! Now, we talk about how it's heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, and in the Bermuda Triangle, many a sailor, the last thing they heard before they went to Davy Jones's locker was WABC. And I know I used to get calls from the Bahamas, Bermuda, when I did the other side of uh, midnight for about two years. That was a long, that was before Art Bell, that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown, who was the best. But nobody has answered the question. See, you young whippersnappers, I just told you, oh, that's that's former Mayor LaGuardia. Yeah, well, it was the character who played in the one-man show, Mayor LaGuardia. So I know you youngsters and hipsters, the only way you recognize somebody is if they were in a movie. So I... I I'm, I'm going to ask those who are listening right now, who was the actor, the famous actor, who went around the entire tri-state area and beyond in the one-man show? It's like my cousin, Jimmy Lonegro, did Carl Sandberg because he came out of Chicago. Yeah, his, his nickname was Apache, Cherokee, Cherokee Apache. I forget what it was. But he did a one-man show, Carl Sandberg. Very well. Very well done. But this was even better, a one-man show about Mayor LaGuardia, one of the greatest mayors of all time. He was no Bill de Blasio, that's for sure. But who was that actor? You mind if I take a crack? That was reading the comics on radio. I... I know he played, I, did, I know this probably won't be him, but I know he played Fiorello LaGuardia in a musical on Broadway, but... Is that by chance Tom Bosley? Oh, you couldn't be <laughs> more hopelessly wrong. What a schmuck. What a putz. Tom Bosley. First of all, it's got to be an Italian, right? What do you think? Some wasp could play Fiorello LaGuardia, who was part Italian, but his mother was Jewish, so they made him Jewish, and he spoke fluent Yiddish in addition to Italian. That's how he guaranteed the coalition, because back then, half the city was Italian, half the city was Jewish, the other half were all Irish, they were the cops who locked up the Jewish mobsters and the Italian mobsters. Well, what would you know? You're a little picious. You happen to know who that great actor is, and what movie he appeared in. Oh, it's gonna, now all of a sudden, you young hipsters, you're gonna be all shocked. Oh my God. I didn't know that was him. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. 
The real-life participant in that movie, great film producer himself, TV producer. I'll never forget, it was the annual Italian feast, San Gennaro Festival, Little Italy. Sonny Grasso was like one of his best friends. That's a tip. And all the Gavones were waiting for me outside because I was asked. Sonny Grasso and this famous actor asked me to come to Little Italy during the feast. But some of the Genovese mobsters took umbrage. You know, from Vinny the Chini Gigante. This guy came out, spoke on my behalf, and they parted. They parted as if it was the Red Sea. You know, before the Red Sea crushed Yul Brenner. And all the uh, Egyptians chasing Moses and the Jews to the promised land. I'm going to give our numbers out. Hopefully you know who that famous actor was and still is. He's still alive. Still doing great acting. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So comics were read on the air because there were newspaper strikes. Now... The newspaper strikes were effective because they weren't being delivered in the trucks and the horse-drawn wagons. No. And back then, unions honored picket lines. They would not cross a picket line at all. But they were still being printed. So Fiorello LaGuardia would get the copy of the newspaper and read the comics over the air. Now, wasn't necessarily WABC at that time. It was WNYC, not my place to be, because that was the city station. It could have been WABC, but see, WABC at that time said, nah, we're not interested in that. We're interested in talks, church services, and they did bedtime stories. And this is what I'm going to suggest to John Katsimatidis, our owner and operator who has kept that tradition alive, who has resurrected the most famous call letters in the history of radio on this, the 100th anniversary WABC, that we have Frank Morano do bedtime stories. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to do them for little Carmine, who's gone in just one week from 13 pounds to 16 pounds. He's going to, why not air Frank Morano doing bedtime stories? Now, I will tell you, there was one particular movie about a bedtime story that eventually led this actor to become president of the United States. Oh, yes. You laugh. You laugh. Bedtime stories. You can't do that in 2022 as the ball drops in Times Square. You can And I'm going to spend my time lobbying John Katsimatidis to have the new father busting his buttons and bridges with pride, Frank Morano, do bedtime stories as a benchmark. Since we do benchmarks for everything else. Half of it ridiculous, but hey, you think that's ridiculous? It helped elect the president of the United States. If any of you know what I'm talking about, feel free to call in now at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Bob in Long Beach. He seems to know what the question, uh, the at least the answer was to my Curtis Lewa trivia try. Correct, Bob? Yes, I think it was Tony Robianco played him on a one-man show in Broadway. Yes. Outstanding. And... 
out of the many, many movies that Tony Lobianco starred in, and he starred in some of the best, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame, you see the big star for Tony Lobianco. What was the biggest movie he ever starred in? Uh, uh, I don't know what it was. I I know he was in uh, The French Connection. Well, do you get any bigger than that? That's a pretty big movie. Yeah, he was a big, he was a big shot in that movie. And so many other movies. But my all-time favorite movie with Tony Lobianco was his first movie, the first. Because in the first, you know, you're idealistic. You really, you, you, your talent comes to the forefront. And they're generally cheap. So you can talk a lot, you know, you, they don't have money to do retake yeah. after retake. It's basically single take, you know, put it in the can and get it up on the big screen. Remember at that time there was the movie that probably you got excited about, Deep Throat? Remember? Yeah, I remember that one. Right. Linda Lovelace. Right, Linda Lovelace. Well, the alternate was, and Tony Lobianco starred in it. It was a triple X rated film called Sex Perils of Paulette. Ooh. Yeah, you got to check it out. I, I mean, check it out. hanging from the chandeliers, it was like Plato's Retreat before there was Plato's Retreat. I said, Tony, my God, he's an Italian stallion. Bob, <laughs> you got it. This was his first film. With Paulette, who was this starlet, who was from outside a area, Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana. You know, so the combination of this Italian stallion with this girl who was wearing the, the overalls and the pigtails. Need I describe it any further? This is theater of the mind. Bob, you no, will, you will get. You, but I, it's hard to believe he was in a porn movie. Tony Lobby, he's such an accomplished actor. Yeah, but you know, sometimes that's the breakout movie. You know, when you look, when you when you you got to bus tables and drive cabs because there are no roles. You take whatever's available, and no doubt the casting director probably said, "Are you an Italian stallion?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm competent." And just think of it, Italian Stallion from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, which he, where he was from, teamed up with Paulette, the sex perils of Paulette, who was from outside Butte, Montana. She had the blonde pigtails, and she had the overalls on. Now, theater of the mind, you can imagine what was going on there, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, Bob, relax. Don't get too excited. Uh, our numbers, one 800 848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Now, I got to convince John Katsimatidis, lover of radio, and his wife, Margo, save this station from the abyss. We were on the chopping block by Cumulus, the multinational company with like 10 trillion stations, but WABC they had no love for. They, they that's it. We were dead. Like WPLJ, dead. It died. They were going to kill us, too. It was the Ides of March. They killed WPLJ. They had the long knives out, and they were coming after WABC. And John Katsimatidis and Marco did an intervention. And they saved us. Because I was already studying Cantonese, Mandarin, Yiddish, Hindi. You know, they were going to turn it into a foreign language station. John saved it. 
But now we got to get John because he's created so many, no more infomercials, almost none. You know, there's so many different kind of programs. How about the brand new father, Frank Morano? Bedtime stories, right? Andrew Giuliani, son of Rudy Giuliani, host here. He just brought a beautiful daughter into the world, his Lithuanian wife. I think Greg Kelly, uh, his wife, is expecting uh, another daughter. That's the trinity, the troika, the trifecta. All three of them can rotate doing bedtime stories. But what actor did the most infamous bedtime story of all and went on to become president of the United States. Do I need to give you any more progresso breadcrumbs? You see the Frank Morano special ed listeners. Duh. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Oh, so great. WABC. And I had to go, I had to schlep all the way to Newark, you know, dodge the drive-by shooting. The brothers were smoking their blunts and their spliffs, you know, and think it was WABC, you know. Hey, put me on Eyewitness News Channel 7. This is radio. No, no, no. Is it going to be on tonight with Bill Ritter? Hey, give him, tell him. I watch him every night. Yeah, what, from the Essex County Jail? You know, in the rec room? Oh, they didn't like that. What are you trying to say? I'm telling you, you should have been there. Anyway, let's go to Elizabeth calling from Manhattan. Your your turn to be heard here at WABC, Liz. Good evening. I agree with you completely about WABC, especially overtaking WOR. But can you tell me what has happened to Mark Simone? I loved his voice with a great, real, friendly smile on his voice. He could cut into liberal gibberish uh, just so beautifully. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm loving your show, History of Radio Competition. Yes. Well, Mark Simone, he is a great broadcaster, broadcasting longer than yours truly. I think he went to Boston College, and that's where he first broke into Radio Detroit, Boston, and then he had the old WHN. Remember, Elizabeth, the other old WHN? I don't remember that. I came out of Boston listening to talk radio at the beginning, and I used to hear, uh, what's his name from Florida, when he broadcast from there. Um, uh, oh, gee. You know, uh, he used to talk to just about anybody and then got down to just doing um, books and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's as far to be a good talk radio host or hostess, you have to be half out of your mind, half Meshuggah bots, and talk to yourself at times. I'm it, sure. It really does. No, it really does. Yeah, but I, yeah. You're, you're incredible to do it as much as you do. But, uh, you know, three hours a day for Rush Limbaugh, and he knew how to hit a subject with a new angle and then make it clear in many different ways, not just repeating himself. That's so artful. And all of you on WABC have your own particular artful way of presenting it. By the way, your campaign was so honest that I got many refunds for giving you too much. Sorry, I couldn't do that. My campaign gave you refunds? We owe $120,000, Elizabeth. I know, you played it really straight. Nobody's going to get you for uh, embezzlement of uh, illegal contributions, that's for sure. I I'm it. really sorry to say that. I, I couldn't figure out another way to get it to you. Elizabeth, uh, the campaign financial board monitors all the expenses. Now, everyone is in the plus. They have a surplus. You know, they stuffed it in the mattresses, in their my pillows. You know, they stuff. 
I get a note, you're $120,000 in the red, and you're responsible for this. I'm like, and we're giving Elizabeth checks back and other, who was our controller? <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, you did a great job, um, and you've done a great job since New York was a hell of a place, and you're going to be back on. I'm sure, back on on the streets, and Newark, too, I guess. Yeah, Very interesting. Yeah, well, I love Newark. I love no, but Elizabeth, let me tell you what happened to Mark Simone. Thank you. Thank you. He, okay, he, I'll he, hang up now. Is that okay? No, no, you can stay on. You can okay. stay on. I'll yeah. listen then. Thanks. He made a terrible mistake in his like 40 years of broadcasting. There's no doubt he's got great pipes. He's very entertaining, very engaging. The ladies love Mark Simone. Oh, they melt. They really do. But he was on WABC. He was on WABC, and all of a sudden he decided, guess what? I'm going to show all you guys and gals up. I'm going to go over to the other station that started a little later than WABC on top of Bamberger's in downtown Newark off a of broad and market. And he decided to become a gambling man. That's right. I don't know if it was John A., John B., John R., whatever. And he hooked his wagon to the gambling train. And Elizabeth was the worst mistake he ever made in his life. That's worst so mistake. interesting, and I'm sure you're right. And, wow. And by the way, Elizabeth, we just crushed WOR in the ratings. I know. I heard. But you know what? It's interesting. We were behind WOR when I left in March. Really? Yes. I know I, that. I, you like me because I'm honest, right? I like you that you came back and brought him up. Yeah, but you see, it wasn't me who brought him up. That's what I'm worried about. It's everyone else who brought him up. And when I was here, we were losing to WOR. So could it have been me? Elizabeth? I've never heard a modest word out of your mouth. It couldn't have been you. You never heard a modest word out of my mouth. That's true. In talk radio, you know, we're the best, number one. And when we make mistakes, Elizabeth, oftentimes we do. Do we ever amend ourselves and go back and correct ourselves? Not a wise thing to do in public. Hell, we never do. We just keep talking, even though the callers are all calling. Ready. Hey, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. Don't put them up. They tell the folk, don't put them up. It might tarnish my reputation for being Mensa. But, Elizabeth, I think we ought to throw a lifeline to Mark Simone. Look, look, everyone's entitled to make mistakes in their life, right, Elizabeth? You know, I, I think you're right. Also, I think, I don't know if it's a mistake. Uh, maybe people don't like Larry Kudlow as much as I do. I can listen to that guy for three hours, but I think you're bringing somebody in on Saturday morning. No. No, no, Larry Kudlow is here three hours. You know, it's both snurdly on from 8 to 10. he's fantastic. Oh, what a set of pipes he has. He's, yeah, he's like Barry White. And then <laughs> it's it. Kudlow is on from 10 to 1. Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't going anywhere, let me tell oh, okay. you. Okay, I thought I heard an announcement today about someone else coming on at 11. No, no, yeah. it's Kudlow. And by the way, Elizabeth, I have to bounce this off of you. Because I am on from 2 to 4 on Saturdays in the afternoon. I know. It's great. And there is a movement now to have our owner-operated John Katsimatidis throw a lifeline to Fredo, Chris Cuomo. Oh, you got to be kidding. 
Well, I actually did a show with him many years ago on WABC for all of one month from three to five in the afternoons. This is when he had no opinion because he was, quote, only a news guy. Yeah. It didn't work out. But I know how John Katsimatidis is. He loves to do shidachs. He loves to bring people together. And the callers last night, there wasn't one caller who said, don't do it. Could it work, Elizabeth? I can't imagine. I mean, think I really of it. I can't imagine. I could start- most of you have tremendous and very deep intelligence. I know, but see, I would start the program by saying, Fredo. I want to address your brother out there in your compound in the Hamptons. Hey, Andrew, ascendeme, tusiu, provionos, fachib, and like your father, Mario, you are. Wouldn't that be a great way to start off the program? I think you're right. You're going to put him, pair him up with you instead of uh, Chris Hahn? No, no, no. Chris Hahn is Sundays from 3 to 5 with me, you see? So Saturday... It would be me with the liberal Fredo, Chris Cuomo, two to four. And then Sunday, three to five, me with the pro- aggressive, progressive Chris Hahn. You like battles, don't you? You like battles, but I love the fact you like cats. Yes, but I've lost all my battles with my exes, as you've read about in the newspaper, haven't you, Elizabeth? Yeah, I have. I can understand their point, too, probably, but uh, I love you anyway. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. She wants to know what happened to Mark Simone. Well, you see, he fell in what we call the Bermuda Triangle of radio. He went over to WOR, Women's Only Radio. Because the women, they love them. They love the pipes. Smooth. Excellent broadcaster. But now the train has passed him by. You know, he's like on the local track. And WABC is on the express track. And there's no room. I don't know if there's going to be room for me. Remember, before I left, I was on 12 to 3 in the afternoon. Remember, WOR was beating us in the ratings. I go off like Don Quixote, swinging at the windmills for eight months to try to become mayor. I come back. WABC is crushing WR. What's the only change? I wasn't here. Do you think it could be me? 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. WABC. Gold and silver prices are at an all-time high. If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches, such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, and Bulgari, just to name a few. They will buy them at all the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. They also need any designer jewelry, such as Cartier, Tiffany, Bucciolati, Van Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They can also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Or toll free at 800 772 
1-800-242-0054. When you support City Harvest, you do more than just provide hundreds of millions of pounds of food to millions of hungry New Yorkers. You feed hope for a kid up in Parkchester. You feed confidence for a first-in-her-family Queens College freshman. You feed community for folks in Canarsie Park. You feed compassion for retired Staten Island nurses who continue to serve. You feed strength for office workers in Manhattan. When you support City Harvest, you feed good. Support us at cityharvest.org. Ah. Now, do you know what the five primary precious metals are? I think of it. Gold, right? Silver, platinum, palladium. Like the old palladium where I first saw the band. Yeah, yeah, from upstate New York, Mid-Hudson. And uh, they were featured with war. And the average white band, oh, yeah, it was great at the old Palladium. Remember on 14th Street? No, that's not the Palladium I'm talking about. And, of course, cobalt. And we learned about cobalt because Hunter Biden, once again making money with the Red Chinese, digging up cobalt in the Congo. Not the Belgian Congo. If you happen to know the name of the new Congo, not the old Congo, Belgian Congo, give us a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But did Papa Joe profit from cobalt extraction, which is making all those batteries in the electric cars? The Boudicier, 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 Boudicier said, you don't like the price of gasoline? Get yourself an electric car. But I divert. We're talking about the economy here, and let's face it. President Joe Biden, <laughs> it's been a dollar short and a day late with his economic policies in this first year. And the national debt keeps growing, the deficit keeps growing, and the Republicans and Democrats act like they don't have a care in the world. Just, hey, lift the debt and deficit ceiling. Yeah, so that our children and children's children and children's children children end up having to pay this big. But you got to worry about your investments for retirement. Is your money sitting in a traditional retirement account? Because it's getting Pac-Man and Pac-Womaned up right under your nose, your big schnoz. Gold and precious metals offers a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, you got to roll it into gold or silver IRA. And you should do so with legacy precious Precious metals. Get your pad and pen. You're going to want to write this information down. You remember when Wall Street imploded 2008? They got free money. What did you get on Main Street? Higher interest rates. Is that fair? Of course not. But a lot of people lost their shirts because they didn't invest in gold. Those that did saw huge gains and avoided the financial impairment. That's why gold should be a part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is the company you can trust because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today. Share it with family and friends, with your children. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Dot com. 77 WABC. Whoopee. Whoopee. Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 77 WABC. WABC's Harry Harrison. Danny Grum. Danny Grum. Big Dan. 
Dan. Dan Let me ask you a question. When I was a kid, Harry Harrison was the mayor, right? The mayor. The morning mayor of New York. Who elected him mayor? <laughs> I guess the guys who wanted to replace Herb Oscar Anderson. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If he could pull that trickology and convince everyone on the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, which was the number one top 40 station in the nation, that he was the mayor of New York City, mayor of the morning. I want everyone to address me as Mayor Sliwa. I know I lost to Eric Adams. No, it wasn't stolen from me, you know, by Dominion or Smartmatic. Because if it was, I would have had my Kumbadi Cheech Rudy Giuliani having a press conference right outside WABC saying, They stole it! They stole it! No, no, you won fair and square. But this is theater of the mind. So look, if Harry Harrison could do that, and he didn't even live in New York City. I think he was originally from Chi-Town, Chicago, or somewhere in Illinois, you know, the plane with Lincoln Logs. And I think he lived in New Jersey. So how is it he was able to be referred to as the mayor of the morning, right? I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor of WABC. How about that? Okay. Nobody elected me mayor at WABC. Nobody elected Harry Harrison mayor of the mornings. That's what the inner of the mind is about. Up next, we have denouncements and denunciations. Hey, we'll wait for the tea in the next hour. My kidneys are floating away. I'm going to denounce Frank Morano, and I'm going to give him a denunciation. And then wait till you hear the laundry list of others that I give denunciations and I denounce right here on WABC, your place to be. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Yeah, here we have heavy metal music for a guy who, quite frankly, has never listened to heavy metal music in his life, Frank Morano. I mean, let's be real. This guy watches movies that there was no sound. The silent movie era. Those are his favorite movies. And then his favorite songster of all time came out of the Lower East Side went to shul, became a cantor, and sang Mammy. Now, for a Curtis Lee with Booby Prize, don't ask, don't tell. If you can't get this one, you really are a special ed audience. Who was it that not only starred in the silent movies that Frank Morano just can't see enough of, but when they finally had talkie movies, sang in a tenement on the Lower East Side, a facsimile of where he grew up, where he went to shul and synagogue, where he davened and became a world-famous cantor. What was the name of that songster and great actor who happened to be Jewish? I mean, really? These Frank Morano listeners. Uh, 
848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. They're like strung God. But now we got to do these benchmarks because our um, boss hog here at WABC, brand new program director, Matt Meany, has no sense of humor. I said, you got to do the benchmarks. Well, Frank Morano is on paternity leave. And I said to Matt earlier today, yeah, milking the system, doing a Boudicier, 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 Boudicier. Did he say when he's going to come back? No, but he's entitled to paternity leave. I said, oh, what are you, his union rep, his sag after rep? Your management here. What are you talking about? He goes, just hit the, hit the benchmarks. So now I got to do... Denouncements and denunciations. The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciations. What happened to the denouncements? You know, there is a slight difference in the meaning. Go to the thesaurus. You know what a thesaurus is? Check out the cinnamons. The cinnamons. You know, not the stuff you put in your rice pudding. The synonyms. Look at these. These. These hipsters and millennials, they're looking at me like, what is a thesaurus? What is a synonym? They think it's cinnamon raisin, you know. <laughs> I mean, really, what are Herkimer jerks? 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Uh, before we go to the denouncements and denunciations, I really want to do this so badly. The commendations thing, you know, let's face it, that's just blowing smoke up your tuchus and dupa, slapping you so hard on the back, you'd have to go for a chiropractic adjustment. I don't like commendations. I like denouncements and denunciations. And Frank is at it first and foremost. But, again, let me repeat myself. Who is the star of the silent era of movies that Frank Morano adores? And then when the speakies came out, sang this famous song, Mammy, in blackface. Okay, that's another hint because, you know, that's not politically correct now, but was very common back then. Let's go to the phones to uh, Jeannie in Queens. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jeannie. Hi, Curtis. I think it's Eddie Cantor. All right, so let's hold on a second. We got Eddie Cantor. Okay, all right. Eddie Cantor, who was a Cantor, right? Yes. In the uh, in the uh, the Shelley Silver synagogue in the Lower East Side, right? Right. Okay. So now, you, you just put Jeannie on hold there for a second. Okay. All right, put her on hold. Let's go to Mike in Manhattan. Was it Eddie Cantor, uh, Mike? It was Al Jolson. Wait a second. Hold on a second. She yeah. says it's Eddie Cantor. Actually, Eddie Cantor appeared in blackface in the movie Roman Scandals. And he had a song, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, Stay Young and Beautiful if You Want to Be Loved. And he was in blackface. No, no, no. It's Al Jolson is the name you look Now, now, hold on a second. Did not Al Jolson also appear in blackface? Yes, he did okay. for uh, Okay. So if I'm watching if I'm watching Al Josen on the stage or Eddie Cantor on the stage and they were in the silent films, you know, which Frank Morano has the complete collection of them, uh, and then they finally came out in the talkie films and played the same role, how could I tell the difference since they were both in blackface? 
Uh, Eddie Cantor was shorter and kind of had a hunched back. Well, uh, uh, sorry, curvature of the spine. Let's, let's well, use oh, 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 wait a second. Oh, wait, wait. The, he was not the hunchback in Notre Dame. I saw that no, movie. He, he was always always hunched over. He had this kind of stooped over posture while Al Jolson always stood up very straight. So if Eddie Cantor... Also, Al Jolson had a lot less hair than Eddie Cantor had. Wow, you're a real cognoscente, aren't you? You're like Frank Morano. You have a, a collection of the old uh, silent uh, movies. I called you last night um, for the $1,000 question. Oh, that's right. You're the brainiac. Uh, are you supposed to get back to me about, like, you know, some sort of, like, consolation prize last the, night? Oh, the tchotchkes. You see, this is a problem, yeah. Mike. Frank Morano never thought that any of his listeners could get past the second question. And it's true if you listen to his listeners. You, Mike, admitted, right? You were very honest. You said you only listen to WINS. You just happened to be listening yeah, but- and participated. Graduated Bronx High School of Science, but you were on loan to Clinton High School. You went Correct. to Columbia University. Yes, so you- and Columbia Nursing School. Too. Right. So you had a pedigree that's beyond yes. <laughs> anything that Frank Morano yes. listeners could acquire because they're yeah. graduates of the East New York Night School. That's it. You know, they went to and East I was New also York. In the, the Coast Guard. That's it was, right. It was a that, corpsman that, and Coast right. Guard. So now he he established the prize, and we're going to do that in the four o'clock hour. He established the prize at a thousand bucks, thinking that nobody of his listeners could ever get close. You nailed nine out of ten. You didn't know the yeah. Doberman Pinscher was from Germany, right? No, no, it was a Great Dane was from. I'm sorry. See, you outsmarted yeah. me there, but. Yeah. Mike, you are promised the tchotchke because Frank, right? Am I right, guys? He says, and if you can't get the thousand dollar prize, you get a tchotchke. So now, what the hell is Frank going to give this guy, huh? What use bottles that Carmine is finished <laughs> chewing on the nipple of? Yeah. What What would you What would you think would be an appropriate tchotchke, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, WABC keychain. Wow, he's not, close. That's what we. That's close to what we usually give away. You're not asking for a lot, Mike. I'm telling you. I didn't expect a lot. You know. No, no, I know. I understand. You know, he's a degenerate gambler going to Atlantic City, milking the paternity train. You know. Oh, I got to take paternity leave. So I tell you what, Mike. You 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 hang on, and okay. and, and one of these uh, interns who claims to be staff members here will get your information, Mike. Okay. Okay. Now, now, let me go back to Jeannie here because we got a dilemma here. Jeannie, 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 Jeannie. It's like my cousin Jeannie in yeah. Howard Beach, you know, married yeah, I to. I think he's right. I think it was Al Jolson. Oh, oh, so now you're going to cave in because the guy is always right, right? No, but because I wasn't sure if Eddie Cantor did um, silent films, and I think Al Jolson did. You think? Why? I think. Why in this Me Too generation are you immediately giving in to Mike, the brainiac? Well, because when you said the name, it rang a bell. I said, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> rang a bell, huh? Yeah. So like you the just. When you ring when we pull you. <laughs> you, just, you just wave the white flag. Mike is right. You don't even do a deep dive and do thorough research. I was defending your choice more than you are. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I thought it was Eddie Cantor, but he did sing that song. Whatever song that Mammy. was. Mammy. He did, <laughs> right? Mammy, right. Okay. Mammy. So, all right. So Eddie Cantor did sing that song. Right. 
And we know Al Jolson sang that song. Who sang it better? Oh, I don't know. They both sang well. Well, you probably have it in your vinyl collection there in your in your uh, attic. Huh. Why don't you get your Victrola? You know what a Victrola is? <laughs> I sure do. Right, the RCA 13-inch black and white yeah. TV with the Victrola. To with pull- the 13-inch diamond needle. <laughs> See, you, it's, it's probably in your basement, you know, with cobwebs. Play mm-hmm. both of them, Jeannie. Yeah. And then you tell us. We're going to put you on hold again. Uh. You tell us who actually is better at singing Mammy. Al Jolson or Eddie Cantor. Uh, you know what? Let's go to another femme fatale, Angela here in Manhattan. Angela, who... Hello, Curtis. So, Angela, who sang Mammy better? Al Jolson. How do you know? It was so long ago. I know, I know. But when you listen to the recordings, it's so much better. Come on, Curtis. No, Eddie Cantor was a Cantor. That's why his last name was Cantor. You do know that, Jeannie. <laughs> I mean, this, this is... I'm dying here. You're making me laugh. This is Hanukkah. You know, the Cantor supersedes the rabbi. Rabbis can't sing. They're tone deaf. They just wail. They just wail when they read Torah and Talmud. But the Cantor, the Cantor has the pipes. Eddie Cantor had a great set of pipes. Al Jolson, I'm sticking to it. Hey, remember what you said to me? You had the same name as your girlfriend, your first girlfriend? Oh. I have to be right. Angela, what was it? 49th Street, remember? Yeah, Angela Seneca, I think. Seneca, I think it was Seneca. No, that's not my last name. No, not you, Angela. You weren't my girlfriend. Oh, by the way, she was never my girlfriend because her father threatened to separate my head from my shoulders if I was even seen with Angela. Remember, I was singing. It's so Italian. It makes me laugh. Well, that's because he was coming back from the big house. Uh, I don't want to fill in the dots there. No, not my, not my dad. No, not your dad, Angela. I have no idea who you are. So if you're going to hit me with a paternity suit like 50 years later, it's too late. This is statute of limitation, Angela. But it was Angela Sika. That's right. Sika. And Angela Sika, no, I was singing. My last name is really Italian, too, but it's not Sika. So I was singing Strangers in the Night. You know, I had a good set of pipes in. PS 114, The Assembly. Bonnie Goldstein would sing the female part. I would sing the male part, do my Frank Sinatra thing. Not like Piscopo, you know, on Sundays, listening to two hours of Sinatra. But I was pretty good. And I thought she liked me, and I certainly liked her. And I figured I would do the right thing. I would go to the house and talk to the mother, right? You know, before I get a little frisky. So I talked to her mother. Oh, you were sweetening her up, huh? Yeah, I talked to the mother, and she goes, Curtis, you're a very nice boy. But my husband, if he hears about this, he will kill you. And uh, she really meant it. She was shaking. So after that, I never saw Angela Sika again. Never. Uh, you're it, lost. Yeah, smart move. Or I'd have been uh, floating with the fishes, the sturgeon in Jamaica Bay. Oh, she was a Queens girl. No, she was a Canasi girl. 
Avenue M, right off Rockaway Parkway, going towards 89th. On the other side of the cemetery. See, I was on the side going towards the city, 89th and J. Oh, it was so close, but yet so far. Now, Jeannie in Queens, they're saying Al Jokeson, but I want you to defend Eddie Cantor. Oh, well, I think they both sang beautifully, but just in different styles. Al Jolson was kind of the that kind of croon, that voice, you know, from the knees, and Eddie was more smooth and a little more classical, I guess. But I think they were both great. Now you know who's an expert on this, uh, Frank Morano, because mm-hmm. these are his favorite guys singing. And yet, if oh. you notice, he has heavy metal as an introductory song. Isn't <laughs> isn't that so hypocritical of him, Jeannie? Mm. Well. Let's not insult him now when he's a a new dad. (laughs) Trust me, it is only going to get worse. You know that, Jeannie. (laughs) It's only going to get worse as the bills come in. That'll be the biggest insult. Now, think of this, Jeannie. I'm trying to do an intervention. The guy loves to gamble. And not around the kitchen table. You know, hey, let's break out the cards, play little cards. You know, pennies, Mm -hmm. nickels, dimes. Five dollar, five dollar hands. And he always gets flushed out when he goes to AC. We got to do an intervention because he's now on this paternity train. He's getting all this money for sitting at home, Mm -hmm. going down to AC, and gambling his money away. Don't you think Mm -hmm. it's the right thing to do that we put an end to this, Jeannie? Well, is he really that bad a gambler? Oh, is it really such a terrible uh, habit? Oh, God. It, they see him coming, and the dealers start high-fiving, hoping that he comes to their table. Oh, I see. Well, how would you do an intervention? Well, <laughs> the did you ever watch... You go did, with him and stop, just physically stop him? Did you, did, you have, you did you ever watch The Sopranos? No, I didn't. There was a scene with Tony and some of his uh, slugs go up to the Poconos where Chrissy had a nose candy problem. And Chrissy was giving them lip when he came to visit. So they took their boots out, put it to his uh, neck, and basically broke his neck. Sometimes, mm, you, well, you have to express yourself thoracically, physically, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they, the only language that a guy like Frank Morano is going to understand because he's so addicted to playing roulette and craps is pain compliance. Mm. Look, this will be for his good. If you do that to him, what's going to happen to his baby? He can't break his neck. Then he'll be on perpetual paternity leave. He'll still be alive. Jeannie, <laughs> oh. trust me on this. I I know how to do interventions. Okay. I've given I've given people concrete facials, wooden shampoos, attitude, no readjustments. They suck concrete, mm-hmm. but they learn from that. They really do. Mm-hmm. That there are consequences for your actions. I see. Right, trust, trust me, listeners, I'll take good care of Frank Morano. <laughs> By the way, when we come back, fear, fright, hysteria, hype. There's five cases in New York, four in New York City, one in Long Island. It's here. The South African virus is here. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know what being stressed out is? When the mother of the girl you want to date is telling you, you better not come back to this house because my husband will kill you. And this is after I brought a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, yeah, I sprung. I, I was delivering newspapers, the Daily News. 
Except I didn't pay for the flowers. I just went to the Canarsie Cemetery. I lived next to it. And on Tuesdays, you know, the flowers, the bouquet arrangements were starting to turn, wilt, so they would throw them in the back. So I snatched them up and made a bouquet out of it and brought it to Angela Sica. Didn't cost me a penny. And I put I put a St. Joseph baby aspirin in the vase. Because, you know, that would allow it to, to live a little longer. You know, that trick, the St. Joseph baby aspirin. Didn't do me any good. I didn't even get a smooch from her. I wouldn't go near her after that. Boy, that's stressful. Thinking that any moment her father's going to get out of the big house and hit me in the back of the head with a bat. I only wish I had life change tea back then. You know, because I remember I was living on Brioski at the time. You know, the stomach was churning. It was growling like, you know, you're getting nervous. This guy could come out of anywhere. Life Change Tea. It's a gentle daily cleanse that tastes great and works to get things moving. No, no, no. Not like spinning your head around like Linda Blair and the Exorcist because this guy hit me in the head with a Louisville slugger. Stress wreaks havoc on your digestive tract. And then all of a sudden, it's all, you're all stopped up and bloating and you're bloated. Life Change Tea is all natural and non-GMO. One package will last a whole month. Life Change Tea is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code Frank for free shipping. Remember the code Frank. Life Change Tea at getthetea.com. Check out all their products designed for your optimum health. At life change tea at get the tea dot com. Weak, so weak. Felice Navidad. I hated it when, uh, what's his name? Al Jolson or who was that? Steve Carlton. Oh, Jose Feliciano, didn't he play second base for the Mets 1962? He was Rod Hunt's uh, replacement. I remember Casey Stingle, their mob thrown Barry. Richie Ashburn, love Richie Ashburn out there in center field. Came back, came in from the, from the Phillies. Wait a second, why am I talking to Mets? I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. You see how this has disturbed me. So let's talk about the virus, uh, if we can. Uh, hey, Curtis, uh, aren't you forgetting something? What? No. The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciations. Oh, I thought I already did them, denouncing Frank Morano with denouncements and denunciations. I can't just denounce one person, Frank Morano, for being a uh, milking the system with paternity leave. Not good. I got to do a whole. Okay. Because Matt Meany, you know, the boss hog, the brand new program director, who ha- never cracks a smile, has no, not a humorous bone in his body, will we'll get on your guy's case. It's like, why didn't he hit his benchmark? Okay. So I denounce and I denunciate. Is that a word, denunciate? Sounds good, right? I denunciate Frank Morano for any number of reasons. It's too long. I'm going to need a few hours just to go through the laundry list. I'll fill out the index cards for all the reasons, and then he can go to a confessional and confess to all the denunciations and denouncements I make on him. Okay, that's fair. 
since he's got plenty of time on his hands now, we know he ain't taking care of little Carmine, who's now 16 pounds. I denounce Buttigieg, 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 Buttigieg for not only taking a paternity lead and mentoring Frank Morano in milking the system, but in telling everybody, hey, don't worry about the price of gasoline skyrocketing the $6 a gallon out in the Bay Area. Just get an electric car. <laughs> what, is, what is he on, the payroll of Elon Musk? You know, you know Elon Musk is greasing him up. I denounce Bill de Blasio. Oh, I always denounce Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, because of the injection centers that he has shoved into East Harlem on 126th Street and up in the Heights, Washington Heights. Hey, Miranda, how come you're not complaining, huh? You made a fortune by doing the musical, uh, the Heights and the movie. You would think, Miranda, you would be confronting your liberal progressive friend, Bill de Blasio, and say, not in our hood. No, hey, let him shoot dope fentanyl. Let him shoot it right in their neck. But now we find out that Bill de Blasio lied to us again because they can come in and smoke crack, beam themselves up to Scotty. That's right. Take two rocks, put it in the glass pipe, and smoke crack in the injections. That's not injection. But hey, whatever drug you got. You're a meth head? Like Eddie Van Halen? Eddie Van Halen is gone! No, he's not. He was a meth head, lost all of his teeth. Now he's gone. Uh, you like K2? Oh, dollar a joint. <laughs> Wacky tobacco, right? And I go through the whole laundry list of drugs you can use there. So I denounce you and denunciate you, de Blasio. And Twitter now. Without the stoner, Jack Dorsey, now if I send out Frank Morano's high school graduation picture, which is on his Facebook page, if I tweet out the tweet that he is and he objects, they take down my account. They take down his picture because they say, oh, you're violating his privacy. He has no privacy. He works here at WABC. That's it. And, oh, I denounce and I denunciate uh, the governor, the governor in New Jersey, the guy who calls everyone a knucklehead, and yet he's the biggest knucklehead. How can you folks, such mishigash in Jersey, how could you end up electing another guy from Goldmine Sachs? You did it with Corazine, right? Maybe the worst, ma- worst governor you ever had. Other than uh, the guy who said, I've been forced out. Because I'm a gay American. No, you're not because you were a crook. Why? Why, Murphy? Well, Murphy, I, I, I denounce it. I denounce Murphy because where did he go for a vacation the other week? To DeSantis land. He took his family where? To Orange County, to Orlando, to Disney World, where DeSantis said, oh, no, you're not putting on any masks and getting any injections. You will be injection and mask-free in Florida. And who went there for a vacation with his family? Knucklehead Murphy. I denounce him and denunciate him. I denounce the police chief, commissioner of New York, who has put in his retirement pages, where from Dubai where he was on NYPD business in Dubai? He's, all, he's never in the streets. I denounce you, Dermot Shea, and I denunciate you. And, oh, the biggest denouncement and denunciation is in for Fauci. 
Did you hear him the other day defending President Joe Biden? Dr. Fauci, as you advised the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? Yeah, no, but that's a different issue. What? <laughs> Can I do a denunciation and a denouncement of Fauci? Oh, such a brainiac. Graduated Regis High School. He said, I went to a better Jesuit high school than you did, Curtis. Well, they kicked me out. They shined their boots on my backside in my senior year, and I never looked back. Brooklyn Prep. Regis didn't even have a football team. What kind of a high school is that? And there, there he was, Fauci. Yeah, but I was a star on the basketball team. Yeah. What were they, 1-24? and 24? And they lost to Yeshiva High School and Harvey Melk High School. Those were their two, their two victories. What is it? Uh, 24 and 1, and they had two victories. Now you know why they kicked me out of Brooklyn Prep. That was Common Core, too. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the story of the day is there is the Quinella. Five cases of the South African virus. Four in New York City, and one in Strong Island, which is now Weak Island. And who told us that, comrade Bill de Blasio, in a drug-induced psychosis? He was all giddy. He said, that's right, my little pretties. I'm going to lock you down until the day they force me out of Gracie Mansion. And then there was the new governor, Hochul, 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 Hochul. Did you see Hochul? She was all excited, saying, I can see Ontario from my kitchen window. Like Sarah Palin. I can see Russia. From my kitchen window. Who the hell cares about Ontario? Well, they had one case. So you knew it was going to come to Erie County. God, she's our governor. Almost makes you want to say, no, not Cuomo. No, 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 no. But almost. Almost. And you know why they're getting all scared? You know how many fake vaccine cards there are out there? You see, the guys outside the restaurants, and you know they know they're fake, right? They're carding them. And they're looking at them, you know, they're putting them on, under the light. And the cards are so fake that they're starting to drip. <laughs> oh, it looks like an illegitimate card. You're in. You're in. Meantime, inquiring minds want to know, what were the investigatory procedures used in coming up with authenticating the Pfizer vaccine. By the way, no one has yet answered the question. I've asked it two nights in a row. Where was Pfizer created? Where was the first factory? And none of you can answer that question? Well, I'll give you so many progresso tidbit suggestions. It was in one of the five boroughs of the city of New York. But this is a Frank Morano audience. You can lead the mule... You can lead the donkey to the water, but you can't force the donkey, the mule, or the burrow to drink, can you? And that doesn't mean that they're Democrats. 
1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But a group of very esteemed scientists, believers in the science, wanting to encourage all those hillbillies out there to get their vaccines. And they used the Freedom of Information Act against the FDA. And they said, we want to share your documentary evidence to prove the Nord-Duels, the naysayers, that it's safe to take the vaccine. And so what was the FDA's response? Mind your own beeswax. You can get this information in 55 years. You think that would make somebody a little jaundiced and suspicious? And maybe that's one of the reasons that they don't trust government? Maestro, give me a little of that music, please. The virus is coming. It's going to get you. And no matter how many times Murphy in New Jersey calls you knuckleheads, you're going to fold like a cheap camera. You're going to mask up. You're going to drop your drawers. You're going to say, ooh, anything you tell me, I'll do it. Because government knows. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. And you're all scared. And you're getting all all bent out of shape. And then you see that LeBron James himself is questioning LeBron James, Mr. NBA, right? They got him on the shelf. They said, they didn't say that he has coronavirus, did they? They didn't say that. In fact, they said, it's inconclusive. Out indefinitely? Even LeBron James himself said, it's a little strange. It's not even positive. It's inconclusive. Me, I'm Mr. NBA. Without me, Red China would implode. Because without Red China, I can't acquire millions and millions of dollars worth of merchandise because they subsidize me. And you're putting me on the shelf? Remember, he had mocked Rittenhouse. Remember when he was crying on the stand? And he had those little emojis, and he said Rittenhouse must have put those lemon slices under his eyes before he went to testify in court. Remember that? And now even he is wondering, gee, how could I be put on the shelf when my test for coronavirus was inconclusive? one 800 That's one 800 848 And then there is hope. There is hope for my wife, Nancy, who is plagued by allergies. As you know, we were talking about it. Seems like a lifetime ago. Nancy, who used to have allergy attacks like six months of the year, but then there was global warming and climate change, and it changed all that. And now she's sneezing 24-7, 365, when she isn't snoring up a storm and peeling paint in our 328-square-foot apartment, the studio apartment on the Upper West Side. Could I have a little sneezing, maestro? Well, guess what? She's less likely to get coronavirus, even being vaccinated. People with allergic conditions like hay fever, eczema, are less likely to catch COVID-19 because their nose is all clogged up. 
they can't breathe in the COVID-19 virus because their nose is all clogged up. So there is a benefit to having rhinitis. You know what rhinitis is? Stuffy nose syndrome. Hay fever, eczema, rhinitis. You are less likely to get COVID-19. So you may have thought it was a curse from Hashem or God. But having your allergies now 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year, because Antarctica is melting and the North Pole is gone and there's nowhere for the poor polar bears to swim to, means that your allergy that is haunting you morning, noon, and night is now preventing you from getting COVID-19. And this new strain, the South African variant... So, uh, Nancy, you are probably right now snoring and peeling the paint off the wall. My God, this woman can snore. Sheesh. She's going to get lead poisoning from all the paint that she inhales when she's snoring at night. And I know some of you out there are doing that, too. Yep, that sounds like Nancy. Even the cats, they look at her like, hey, knock it off. We got to get some sleep, even though the cats, all 17 of them, including Gizmo, are nocturnal. Let's go to the phones, though. It's Neil in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Neil. Hey, Curtis. I will uh, just, well, first I'll mention Pfizer obviously started in Brooklyn. I thought everybody knew that, but that, that's not why I called. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 hold on. Now, you got okay. the borough. But what neighborhood in Brooklyn? Well, obviously Williamsburg. Oh, obviously. If it was so obvious, how come the last two nights when I gave that out as a tchotchke prize, a trivia prize, nobody came up with it, Neil? Well, they obviously never ran around that track known as the Williams Bridge Oval when they were kids. And they're just, they're ignorant of Brooklyn and its history, but... uh, even though I'm from New Jersey, I'm you know, originally from New York, and uh, I don't know. But I, I'm actually calling to defend Frank Morato, who's, who I understand is also actually a friend of yours, but in terms of why he uses that particular theme song when he's not a metal guy, which anybody can see that, even if they don't know Frank, this is not a headbanging kind of guy. He, he's not a metal guy. He's not a punk rocker. No. He, he probably wouldn't even listen to a, a Clash uh, record or... or the Ramones or, or, or Metallica, and that's who that is. But the reason he has said on the air is because he, he he uses for his show mostly elements that he's heard from other radio people. For example, oh. he always says, keep asking questions. He says he got that from Barry Farmer. Your influence counts. Use it, he says, before the news. Bob Grant. He plays that I'm Not Tired Yet song at 4 a.m. He says he got that from you when you did Overnights. And as it turns out, and 15 Minutes of Fame, of course, he says Alan Combs or Alex Bennett, take your pick. But Enter Sandman by Metallica was the theme song used by a guy by the name of Tom Likas who um, Frank also has said he was a fan of and used to listen to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, on, Neil. Yes, sir. Now, now, you you are a prevaricator because Mm -hmm. if you're a Yankee fan or a Met fan, that Mm -hmm. song was played when the manager would pick up the phone in the dugout and call 
call out to the bullpen. Now, what that theme song when it played, could I, could I hear the theme song that Frank Morano never listened to in his entire life, but wanted to be cool and hip and happening and, <laughs> and figure he could be a winner? No, not that one, schmuck. His what? opening, his opening. Thank you. God, these morons here are incredible. Now, when you hear that song, Neil, and yes. the call was made to the dugout, from the dugout to the bullpen, who would come running out? Who would come running out in Yankee Stadium? Wow, man. Uh, sports is not my forte. That is so, obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm going to say, uh, what was it? Mets or Yankees? I, I don't even know. Actually, um, both. There were relievers from both teams well, who used that as well, their theme song coming, coming out of the bullpen. But the more famous one, the one who is Mr. Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Let me let I, me give I, you the first name. Mariano. Wow, I'm, I'm horrible. I mean, I, I stopped following baseball when... Mickey Mantle and Tom Tresh were no longer uh, popular. So oh, wait, wait, I, wait, I wait, 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 wait. Remember, remember, Tommy Tresh, switch hitter, was going to be the next Mickey Mantle. Remember that? And uh, then, that's what, then there was Ro- Roger Lopez, who was going to be the next Mickey Mantle. And then there was Ross Muschito, who was going to be the next Mickey Mantle. But none of them could live up to being number seven. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to expertise, I think mine is more with music, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's obvious. But now, yeah. for the uh, Mets, I don't want to leave the Mets out. Okay. Uh, can I hear that theme song again? Coming out of the bullpen now, which reliever for the Mets had this as a theme song before Mariano wow. Rivera of the Yankees? Man, oh, man. Let me uh, give you a hint. Uh he uh, he smoked Phillies. Hmm. Blunts. Can I get it? You know. Can I get initials? Pennsylvania it, uh, Dutch Phillies. Billy, Billy Billy Wagner. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. How did hey, you? Where's my? How did you know? Where's my prize? Where's my prize? I, I uh, as Mark Simone, who you mentioned, would say, I, I guess I get a case of satisfaction. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That's. Um, with my limited knowledge, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's Neil, it's like Neil, few, maybe this, yeah. you have a calling, you know, the old, mm. uh, the sporting hey, news you, you, or you sports. You with any music trivia and I'll get it no matter what. Yeah, I but mean, no, 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 well, no. You well, missed your sorry. calling in life. Curtis mm. Lee was super sports spectacular. You pulled that mm. Billy Wagner out of your hat. Mm. That's amazing. Maybe it was somewhere in the back. In the back of my brain somewhere, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it was not in your I, medulla and cerebellum. It was way hmm. back in the deep recesses of your mind. Yeah. You yes. know, I mean, it's we're talking Ozzy Osbourne here biting off a bad head. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. see, you were turned on by that, no doubt about it. Come on, no, Neil. No, I'm, I'm not a metal guy. I mean, I was born nah, to, sure uh, you're not, huh? I was like uh, Eric B. and Rakim or, or, the, or the replacements. Any, anything out of the ordinary from the mainstream. Um, Eric really B. Was, Rakim. Oh, yeah. Eric B. is president. I mean, who could, who could forget? I'm sure that's exactly the demo that WABC hits. Are Not. Those, uh, are those Tribe Called Quest fans out there. From, oh, uh, tribe yeah, Called the, Quest? Whoa! <laughs> You're kicking it now, Neil. 
Hey, man, can I kick it? Get it? Yes. Yeah, maybe yes. All right. You're in homie heaven. Yes, I am. Well, I mean, that's just, I mean, I like I like the alternative and the punk stuff, too. And I, the oldies, too. I mean, I'm, I'm very open. I'm, I'm just not really a big metal guy. No, 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 Neil. Know. Could you imagine yeah. the most unlikely mm-hmm. situation? Frank mm-hmm. Morano, after having just played his Stacks of Wax of Al Josen, right, going to CBGB's. Right. Suddenly, Frank in the mosh pit, uh, you know, bang, you know, uh, in the early days, you know, he, was, he was a pioneer. He was there when Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers played at uh, Maxis, Maxis, Kansas City. Now, I can't see that. I cannot see that. You're rough. <laughs> Oh, wait a second, Neil. This is what a panoply of different musical tastes that you have. Eric B. Rakim. I would have never taken Neil. Now, Weisenheimers, I know we're playing Christmas music, but let's see if these young whippersnappers can bring up, when we come back, the all-time classic that had to do with what we're going to be talking about in the 4 o'clock hour, crime, kids in schools with guns, stick-up kids. Need I give you any more hints? And let's see if you can go into your hip-hop library and find the classic rejoin. In the meantime, don't strain your brain while you're doing it. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Can you imagine Larry Kudlow... Wanting to rock Eric B. Rakim, Wu-Tang Clan, 36 Chambers, uh, becoming a gazillionaire. No, no, Larry Kudlow, no. No. Maybe Neil, yes. Not Larry Kudlow. But Larry Kudlow knows about the national debt because, remember, when he was the economic advisor for former President Donald Trump, he was giving him advice like everybody else does, Democrats and Republicans, Kick the can down the road, raise the debt ceiling, raise the deficit ceiling, and burden our children, children's children, and children's children, 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 with having to pay this big. This is a disgraziata. This is a shanda. But there's a cause and effect to all of this. It's causing inflation to skyrocket. And let's face it, President Joe Biden is a dollar short day late with his economic policies, and it's making it even worse. So if your money is sitting in a traditional retirement account, it's getting eaten away right underneath your schnoz. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, you got to roll it, not a joint. You got to roll it into a gold or silver IRA and don't practice puff, puff, pass. You should do so with legacy precious metals. In 2008, remember, there was the implosion. The big boys got free money. What did you get? You got Ugats, Bupkis. That's why gold should be a part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is the company you can trust because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today. Call 866 833-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. You're hearing things. You're hearing things. On 77 WABC. Frank Marano. 77 WABC. 
a stick up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up, this is a hole up, ain't nothing funny, stop smiling, you still don't nothing move but the money. But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous. I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, cause man do I miss. A pen and a paper, a stereo. Yeah, Eric B. Neil out there is like getting it on. Stick up, kids. You think you think Frank will be rocking that, right? No chance. <laughs> you think Frank Morano will be in Stapleton or Park Hill or West Brighton or Mariners Harbor rocking that? Hell no. He'd be rocking Al Jolson <laughs> or Eddie Kander. <laughs> oh, that's right. Another one of these benchmarks. Frank Morano thought he could get over. But remember, Mike from Columbia University almost got 10 answers to 10 questions in 60 seconds. That's coming up. He got 9 out of 10. And all he asked for is a tchotchke. And you know, Frank, he's a welcher. He never thought he'd have to pay up, never mind fess up. He thought that John Katzmatidis had his back. Nope, not on this one, Frankie boy. Let's quickly go imagine his Gordon in Canada. Hey, Gordon in Waterloo. Hey, good morning, Curtis. How are you? This is going to be your Waterloo. Really? Yeah, because you know why? You ask me, how you doing? And let me go through the rules and regulations because this is the Frank Morano audience. Doesn't matter how many times I say it. Don't ask me how I'm doing. Because I'm just going to say I've had better days. Don't say first time caller, long time listener. <sighs> you, you see, it's remedial training. I have to give the Frank Morano callers and listeners remedial training. On Talk Radio 101. And maybe we could do this, uh, you know, we can have a, a little a seance, you know, have a Ouija board out there. And while we're doing all that, you could go through your midlife crisis and we could share a pot of tea. No, we're not going to have English breakfast or Yorkshire because I hate the queen. We're going to have life change tea because your life has to change. You gotta, you gotta get hip. You gotta be get happening. You gotta know what Eric B. Rakim is, not Eddie Cantor <laughs> or Al Jolson. So that's why you get your life change tea at getthetea.com. Because it's a gentle daily cleanse that tastes great and works to get things moving. You know what I'm talking about. When you when you feel bloated, when all of a sudden you feel like you want to take Metamucil, but I say, don't do it. Don't, don't take it. And, you know, it's probably stress that wreaks havoc on your digestive tract like it does mine. So if you're feeling stopped up, don't, don't think it's Drano that's going to undo it. No, that's for the pipes, not for you. Life Change Tea, it's all natural and a non-GMO. One package will last you a whole month. Life Change Tea is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. If you use the promo code Frank, there's no CO do cash on delivery because cash money rules the world. No, it doesn't. In this case, 
Your life change tea comes for free, free shipping. Just use the promo code Frank. And remember, while you're there, check out all their products at lifechangetea at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Up next, oh, that's right, we got more benchmarks. I'm going to be flipping the script on you. Ten questions. If you get the answers in 60 seconds, you get a thousand schmackers. And then your 15 seconds of infamy. You get to earn that by speed dialing and acting like complete morons on the 50,000 pound for watts of sound, which you have done so far as I substitute for Frank Morano, who's milking his paternity leave like Boudicche, Boudicche, Boudicche. And then we're going to talk about <laughs> how President Joe Biden is blaming all these smashing grabs through his spokesperson at the White House on, get this, the pandemic. So let me see. All these guys who are driving around in their Beamers and Benzes are saying, oh, my God, this pandemic is so torturous to us. We got to go out and get some real Gucci's, some real Prada, some real Louis Vuittons. Boy, Joe Biden has lost it. He's out there. And we're stuck with him, what, for another three years? Yeah, the pandemic is responsible for all the smashing grabs. You think he's been token up in the White House, or it's just President Joe Biden? W-A-B-C. Let's talk about America. Not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful. The nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at KAB.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. What was it? Nia was talking about how Frank had culturally appropriated a number of things that talk radio hosts and hostesses had made famous in their lifetime. No, Frank pimps off others like he does me with the swan silver tones. Why couldn't he have gotten his own theme song, right, instead of ripping me off? And yet claiming, oh, I'm really paying tribute. It's really a backhanded way of complimenting Curtis Sliwa by stealing his song. I bet you that's what the Red Chinese say when they rip off 
all kinds of copyrighted uh, information, when they take in intellectual property, I'm sure they say, oh, that's a compliment to the United States or to any of the companies or universities that had trademarked and copyrighted those materials. He's pimped off me and so many of the legendary greats in talk radio. And now he's created a benchmark, a contest that is almost impossible to win. And he's done it because he has to put up the scatol, the moolah moolah, the thousand dollars. Not our owner operator, although he'd probably bail him out, realizing that Frank is in, in over his head on this. The contest is you get $1,000 if you can answer 10 questions in a minute. And these are not brain busters, trust me. Mike, who never listens to WABC, he's a WINS fanatic. 20 minutes will rock your world. Got 9 out of 10. And then Frank Morano, who welches on things, says, well, you know, if you don't get to 10, we'll give you a tchotchke. We have no idea what those tchotchkes are. It's probably expecting, again, uh, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, to bail him out on this. No, no, no. There are consequences for your actions, Frank. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. If you'd like to try for the thousand phantom dollars of Frank Morano, who claims you'll get a thousand dollars if you can answer these ten questions in ten minutes. And let me tell you something, they're not brain busters. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. In the meantime, let's go to Ernest, who's calling from Philly. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Ernest. Good morning. If I hear one more commercial in my day about vaccine boosters and vaccines when knowingly the border is wide open. I'm going to lose my mind. It's so hypocritical. Talking out of both sides of their mouths, it doesn't make sense. It's like complaining about the water on the floor while the Titanic is sinking. It's crazy talk. Now, hold on a second. Uh, crazy train, yes, Ozzy Osbourne. Crazy talk. Do we prescribe that to Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci, as you advised the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new, uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. Well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? Yeah, no, but that's a different issue. That's a different issue. I guess that's what he was screaming about in Philadelphia. Now, let me give you the first question here, right, to entice Frank Morano listeners. Get this question. If you can't get this, you know, you're probably room temperature. What country do you live in? (laughs) There's no callers for the $1,000. I will say, Curtis, I, I always try because I wrote these questions. I tried to include one question that everyone knows. Because there was one time where someone got a question wrong on the first try, and it was um, it was so embarrassing to hear. I forget who it was, but, yeah, but someone said the question was, "Who was the president during the Civil War?" 
and they came right out of the gate. Oh, oh Grant. No. No. Jeff Davis. Everybody knows that. <laughs> he was the president, right? You weren't going to fool me on that. Wait, do we have a contestant in Ohio? Looks like we do. We have Gary in Ohio. Uh, Gary, which part of Ohio are you calling from? Zanesville. All right, now give me a little volume. I want to hear Gary loud and clear here. Are you ready for your 10 questions and potentially earning $1,000 from Frank Morano? Yes, sir. All right. Gary in Zanesville, what country do you live in, Gary? United States. Uh, who rides a sleigh and gives kids presents every Christmas? Santa Claus. Singer Kelly Clarkson was the first winner on what reality show? Um, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, Gary. Not too much to do at night in Zanesville, huh? Uh, no, sir. Yeah, I figured. Well, you know, you could start watching uh, American Idol. Oh, okay. Uh, it, could I ask you another question? Sure. I mean, this, I mean, you got to be able to get this, please. What superhero saw his parents die? Superman. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, tell me, what is there to do in life in Zanesville, Ohio? Watch, Not much. You watch the corn yeah. grow. You the scarecrows. You got to make sure the scarecrows are up to scare away the crows, right? Right. You got to check your corn squeezings. They're still there. <laughs> Look, Gar, you don't have to explain. This is a Frank Morano audience. I get it. You know, not sophisticated, not hip, not happening. You tried your best. You got at least two questions correct. That's better than most Frank Morano listeners, uh, Gary. I suppose so. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you, Gary. I'm proud of you that you're, you. you're, you're a Buckeye in the truest sense of the word. <laughs> a worthless nut. Yeah. Ohio State, right? Yes, sir. See, I mean, it's the only game in town. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, and Frank, Frank, you see, Frank is so sure that he'll never have to part with the $1,000 because of guys like Gary calling up from Zanesville, Ohio. Our number is one 800 That's one 800 wabc now let's go to Louie in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Louie. Hey, Curtis. Um, I just want to let you know, I just heard on Channel 4 that our great president is putting back Trump's uh, policy to stay in uh, Mexico at the border now. He finally woke up, and I'm being sarcastic, the great president. Now, so, I don't get. Yeah, I'm asking yeah, you uh, the bigger question, in addition to stopping them at the border and turning them back into Mexico to wait uh, for their asylum pleas to be filed, is he going to vaccinate them? 
supposedly the vaccinate the vaccination is on the way. I don't know. Uh, that's what that's what they said. That's a, that's all I heard on Channel Four. Right, but I, I just wanted to. Uh, no, no, I re- I appreciate that. But do you really think he will vaccinate the illegal aliens? Come on, Louis. No, of course not, Curtis. <laughs> Can I hear Dr. Fauci? Because Dr. Fauci, that's his guy, right? I mean, yep. let, let's. Uh, I, maybe I need to clear the wax out of my ears like Frank Morano does with a paper clip. Yeah. Go ahead. Dr. Fauci, as you advised the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. Well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? Yeah, no, but that's a different issue. That's a different issue, Louis. I know. I guess they're being embarrassed now. I mean, don't we have enough vaccines? We're giving boosters out. I mean, you would think. I know. I'm getting one Monday. You are. So which yeah, Monday? Which one did you get? Are you mixing and matching? You know, did you have no, five? No, no, no. Moderna, Moderna. Oh, you're a Moderna guy, right? You're loyal. Yeah. You're, you're loyal yeah. to the brand. I mean, I re- honestly, I don't really want to do it. But I mean, I've gotten them all so far except the booster. But I just figured I'd get this one. I'm not a. I don't get the flu shot. I don't get the shingle shot. I don't get any of that stuff. Now, let me ask you a question. If uh, a woman were under that same requirement of a vaccine mandate and they were saying, okay, you got your Moderna or your Johnson & Johnson one shot or your Pfizer two shots, and she says, I have my booster already, my booster bag, would that cover her? I represent science. (laughs) Would that cover her, Louis? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, look, the booster bag, right? It's like the booster. What would you rather? I'm talking about Italian. Right. What what would you rather have, a booster bag or the booster shot? Well, it depends how much money they're going to give me at the funeral or the wedding. (laughs) Now, you know know who's always going to wakes? Wakes of people. Yourself, right. But those are people you know are related to, right? Yes. Frank Morano will see a wake. He has no idea who the people are. He stops and he goes and he pays his respects. It it is a certain phenomenon about him. Uh, When he returns from paternity leave, which could be like two years from now as he milks the system, we got to You got to ask him, listeners, Frank Morano, listen, you got to ask him, why do you go to wakes of people you don't even know? Yeah. And what he does is I've seen him do this. He walks up to the casket. He says a prayer. He gets down. He kneels on the kneeler. He says a prayer, and he takes a prayer card, you know, with the person's information on it. And people think he's, like, related, or maybe he worked with a guy or a friend. And they say, did you know Did you know Phil? And Frank goes, I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, you sure he doesn't shake down the family? Well, look, <laughs> he's got a vowel at the end of his name, right? Yep. Louis, you're, you're a stand-up guy, Louis. 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Let's go. I represent science. Yeah, sure you do. Let's go to Pamela in central New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Pamela. Hi, Curtis. I just want to say that Ernest from Philadelphia is my hero. Please play that sound bit all the time. Keep it and play it. because I represent science. (laughs) Yep. 
You got it. You got it. And Ernest saying that, that says it all because we are living in the Twilight Zone. Oh, the Twilight Zone. Do you remember who the host of the Twilight Zone was, Pamela? Oh, Rod Serling. Yes. And what was he doing all the time that you can't do any longer? Smoking. You're damn right. And what killed him? Lung cancer. Yep, yep. That show was excellent. It was all about social mores, and we could use him right now. He would have a field day. Absolutely. And remember, you would look at some of the actors and actresses, and you would say, I can't believe, is that such and such? Oh, yeah. A lot of people started out in that show. Robert Redford. Um, let's see, Charles uh, Bronson. Uh, let me, let me, let uh, me remember. Remember, hold on a second. I'm having a flashback here. A flashback. And the elderly woman wouldn't open the door, right? And yeah, Robert so, Redford was saying, "Please open up. I'm a police officer. Please open up." And remember, yeah. she opened up that door ever so slightly, and he did a home invasion because he had been shot. Very good, very good. Oh, that was was, classic. He was actually deaf. Yes, yes. Wow. And the person who came in who was telling her, you got to leave, I'm bringing in the demolition crew, we've been telling you for weeks, we're going to have to demolish this apartment. And he couldn't see Robert Redford in the bed trying to recover, remember? Yep. Ah. Yep. Now, you see, would Frank Morano know this stuff? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Pamela, we got to take Frank Morano to school because all he knows is how to count cards, how to make his way to Atlantic City. And, you know, naturally, he wants the uh, buffet. You know, he loves the free buffet there in Atlantic City. He loses all of yeah. his moolah schmoolah shooting craps, but he says, but there's a free buffet. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Pam, will you join me in my effort to save Frank Morano from himself? Well, actually, I did call in one time and I helped him. Uh, he was talking about his throat. Oh. So I gave him some some uh, advice. I have a speech background. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for, for being so kind and caring and outreaching to Frank Morano, who really, I call him Calamity Frank. He does everything to ruin himself. Everything, Pamela. I actually told him to uh, cut down on the smoking. No, so there's, yeah. See there, you're, you're psychic. Did he listen to you? I think he did. His voice is sounding better. No, I will tell you what it is. He now uses a filter when he's smoking his Cohibas. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. very unmanly. Imagine you take a Cohiba and you have a filter on the Cohiba. <laughs> Not very manly, right, Pamela? No. But that's funny you should mention that, too, because I was looking at some old pictures of Natalie Wood and everything and, and Lauren Bacall, and they were all using the extender on their cigarettes yes. back then. That was the thing in the yes. late 50s. Yes. Now, question, Pamela. Who killed Natalie Wood? <laughs> Was it, was it Robert Wagner, her husband, or was it the crazy guy from Queens? <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a bad night. That was uh, they should have stayed home. They all should have stayed home that night. Yeah, had a had a nice Thanksgiving at home. You think 
that Frank Morano would even delve into that murky situation? Well, that's interesting you should say that. You are totally psychic, because I did call in and suggest Lana Wood as a guest. And, and what was Frank's response to that? Well, I talked to the screen caller. Oh, because wow. sometimes it's hard, hard to get in. So Pamela. I, I suggested it to the call screener. I am. Pamela, and you know what they introduced you to, Mr. Click? Well, they were very nice, actually. The screen callers are usually very nice. Um, on Murano's show. Yeah, well, pleasing, pleasant, and polite. If you were a diabetic, you would have an insulin shock. But let me tell you, in terms of actually being able to transfer your call on air, huh, that's another thing. <laughs> that's like scaling well, did, Mount Everest for them. I did get on air one night, and I suggested the uh, UFO story from Haskell, uh, New Jersey, uh, which I was a little girl up there, and my parents were coming home one night and saw it along with everybody else. It's a very famous case up there in uh, Riverdale, Haskell, New Jersey. And he did get the guest very soon, like the next week, um, to discuss that. Riverdale. Slowly I turn. Is that with the duck pond? Uh, Riverdale, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. um, a very, very small town. It's got the quarry. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the yeah. gas. The main gas line goes through there. There was a, a gas leak in the 1960s. God. Uh, it was uh, the main gas line for the East Coast, and we, we were all uh, being evacuated. And Pamela, you know AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democrat Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, the Green Team, they wouldn't want a stinking gas pipeline coming in. You know that, Pamela. Well, I tell you, she goes without heat for a while. She just might change her mind. You're damn right, Pamela. You see, it's callers like this that can help Frank. He had a throat problem. She helped him. He had no idea where Riverdale, New Jersey was, Haskell. She helped him. Frank needs a lot of help. Ladies and gentlemen, I suggest you send story ideas, you talk him. It's like talking a guy off the cliff or from jumping off the George Washington Bridge, right? It's what we got to do. And I know many of you are getting all itchy air. Yeah, you're going to get your 15 seconds of infamy. But we got to go through, uh, we got to go through <laughs> the We Be Thugging update. You like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Try that out, Mad Meanie Form a benchmark. The We Be Thugging update. Coming up, brought to you by yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, who loves to give thugs and thugettes, thugettes concrete facials, wooden shampoos, and attitudinal back rubs. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, what is Frank Morano's passion? Going to Atlantic City in once a year. Inviting all of his family and friends, and even the radio listeners of his show, to his fromage extravaganza, where he wants all these imported cheeses, and he wants to do a best wine pairing. I think it was two years ago, he had the provolone out, and he paired it with Mad Dog 2020, or what I call MD 2020, Mogan David 2020. Any of you ever have Mad Dog 2020? Oh, man. Well, that's Frank Morano pairing it up with provolone cheese. 
And now you understand why he is at the skinny center. It's not just because he was uh, having kittens, thinking about, you know, Carmine coming into the world. Rachel had to do all the work. All he did was sit around and basically watch Rachel do her yogi exercises, run to the 7-Eleven top tomato to get her whatever she wanted. And all of a sudden, he found that he had packed on 40 pounds. 40 pounds. When you see him, you'll know what I'm talking about. So he discovered Mitch Sush, the founder. He Look, my sister's kid's godfather. So there's a connection here, right? It's not like somebody you don't know. And the Skinny Center now, if you do what Frank Morano has done and Greg Kelly has done, they're going to help you lose weight. And what you're going to do is they're going to begin with a comprehensive lab test, which pinpoints abnormalities in your body chemistry that are the reasons that you overeat, you crave sugar, and you're always hungry. So why not take advantage of the offer from Skinny Center and Mitch Such, the founder, that in fact, if you sign up now and you follow in the footsteps of Frank and Greg Kelly, because remember, he's got to remain slim and trim for the Newsmax show that he does at night at 7 o'clock. Call the Skinny Center right now. Join Frank and Greg. And they're giving three free facials if you sign up now. Now, they're genteel. They're not like my concrete facials, that's for sure, that will rearrange your collagen. Call the Skinny Center at 914-703-4811. That's 914-703-4811. Or go to theskinnycenter.com. That's theskinnycenter.com. Wherever you go, go, go with 77 WABC. Go, go! This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon? Okay. Okay, Theodore? Okay. Okay, Alvin? Alvin? Alvin! Okay! There I was, laying up in my bed in Kanashi, listening to the mayor in the morning, Harry Harrison. How come he gets to be the mayor? Did he run in an election? Did he have opponents? And then he come on after playing the chipmunk song. God, I read already with that chipmunk song. Made me nauseous. I'm saying to myself, why is it he can call himself mayor of the morning? Harry Harrison, not from New York City, not from the five boroughs, lived in Jersey. I think he was from Illinois. And now I can't call myself mayor of WABC. By the way... uh, the big story, smashing, grab. This is another one. Another one. San Jose Jewelry Store. They took out hammers, bashing display cases, fleeing with jewels. No arrests, of course. No arrests. And uh, the White House was asked again by a series of reporters, is, is the president going to come out of his, uh, his bout with dementia? Is he going to address the smash and grab robberies that are taking place all across America? And his spokesperson said, how can he? Because this is a direct result of the pandemic. So when a huge criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean, you think that's because of the pandemic? 
I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. <laughs> so there they were, right? 80, 90 strong, rolling in with their Beamers and Benzes and Audis. And because of the pandemic, they said, oh, life has been so difficult. I need a real, not a knockoff Louis Vuitton, a real Louis Vuitton, a real Prada. I need the real deal. And let me just smash the cases and go through like locusts through a cornfield and do smashing grabs because the pandemic has forced me to do it. Oh, my God. I think we better go to the phones. 1-800-848-9222. As you await your 15 seconds of infamy. Oh, yeah, you'll be revving up your engine soon. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Giuseppe, who's calling from Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Giuseppe. Uh, Hi there. Curtis, you haven't mentioned something extremely important. Regarding the Goibas, right? Now, where does he smoke because his wife is not going to uh, uh, bother to let him smoke uh, in front of the children and what about the cats and her as well now uh, the stink of cigars are uh, absolutely the pits you know pipe 75 percent uh, smoke you exhale cigars 50 i'm sorry cigarettes 50 percent cigars you exhale 90 percent now, does he go out in the cold and end up sitting in his car and smoking, or he uses uh, the pretext of going to the casino to enjoy his cigars? There was an Edward Sahakian, you know, in London, whose wife, they had two dogs and uh, two, ca- or two cats, I think, also. And the, uh, the wife eventually got divorced from him, and he owned the cigar shop uh, just because he smoked at home. And the wife, uh, especially in winter, uh, begged him to cut it out, go and smoke elsewhere. He couldn't do it, and eventually they got divorced. Wow, and he got a get. You know what a get is? You know what a get is, Giuseppe? Of course you don't. But I'll tell you this. I remember in Canarsi, it was my uh, grandfather, Fidel, and my grandmother, Nicoletta Bianchino's house. We were tenants there because in the old tradition of the bodies of Italians, uh, the last daughter, the youngest daughter, takes care of her parents. And uh, my mother, Francesca, was taking care of Fidel and Nicoletta Bianchino. And every day, my grandfather would want to smoke those Denobili cigars. Not the knockoff Colombo cigars. No, 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 no. The Denobili, the real deal from Ramsey, New Jersey. The Italian stink is the crooked cigars. And the moment he would reach for his box of Denobili, my grandmother, Nicoletta, would say, Hey, Pops, go outside and smoke. Not in the house. Oh, my God, they were stinkers. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Wow, look at what happened here in de Blasio land. You got one day, you got a school called the Urban Assembly School for Law and Justice, a high school. Can you imagine if you're playing on the basketball team, the Urban Assembly School for Law and Justice? How do you get that name on your jersey? 
What do you do? Put urban assembly school on one side and law and justice on the other side? They come up with the names of these schools now. It's like impossible to put them on jerseys. So anyway, it's got about a thousand kids and they've subdivided it into three tiers. They call it tiers, which is the same vernacular you would use in Rikers Island. C, C74, C76. They call them tiers. So the kids right away think, hey, we're in jail and they act that way. So just the other day, they hook a kid who was caught with a loaded gun, a ghost gun, which is not easy to detect at all. In fact, you're not going to pick it up in a metal detector and $30,000 in cash. Now, why do you think he had $30,000 in cash in a duffel bag, huh? You think he was a drug dealer, huh? Of course he was. But there were no metal detectors. So, oh, the police department decided, let's do a random metal detector test with our school safety security officers, unannounced. And what did they get? They got out of a thousand student Adam Street school called the Urban Assembly School for Law and Justice that would take two sides of a jersey to get printed on. Three schools that share one building. They ended up stopping Kids with nine knives, seven pepper spray canisters, four stun guns, and one set of brass knuckles. And you know why a lot of these kids were carrying the weapons? Because they were afraid. They know that there are gangbangers. They know that there are crips, there are bloods, there are trinitarios, there are 13th, uh, uh, there's 18th Street, there's MS-13, there's nietas, there's Latin kings, there's other subsets. So they're not dependent on security because security has been neutered. In fact, what has been the battle cry? The battle cry is you got to hire more school safety officers. They're finding guns all the time. But if you leave it up to Jumani Williams, the public advocate who wants to run for governor on our time, who is a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi, and hypocrite because he doesn't want you to have cops. He doesn't want there to be cops and security officers in the public school system. But he is living in the safest location in the five boroughs on the active garrison in Fort Hamilton, the Army base in which he's protected by the MPs, the military police, every time he goes in and out. He's protected 24-7, 365, even though he wants to <laughs> defund the police. But he has his own NYPD squad armed to the teeth, protecting his, took his 24 hours a day, and he's protected by the MPs. And this is the guy who's leading an effort to make sure that no public schools, no public schools have metal detectors and that no public schools have police officers or the school safety officers who are under the supervision of the New York City Police Department. This is crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, this was just a random test. And that's not the worst high school of all. Anyway, let's let's go to the phones. The Frank Morano crowds are getting a little restless here because they want their 15 seconds of infamy. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Uncle Willie in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Uncle Willie. Curtis, I want to ask you real quick. All your wives you had, did they get rid of you like Felix Songa, or did you get rid of them? I know it's a touching subject. I've been divorced. I understand but uh, also, your ex-wife, she was beautiful, the first one. I forgot her name. Was it, was it Lisa? Uh, well, let me look at uh, my lineup card here of all my marriages. 
Okay, first marriage was to a woman from the Virgin <laughs> Islands who was living in Brownsville on Osborne Street. I shared an apartment with her, and then eventually we got married and lived there. Corin Drayton. Uh, after a year, she found Jacoby. I found Myers. Uh, that was Jacoby and Myers. We had no assets, so we went uh, our way without any damage being done. My second wife was Lisa, who is now Lisa Evers on Channel 5. Uh, she's the great street reporter there. Uh, we were married for about 13 years, and our breakup actually came when we were the morning team, Angels in the Morning, right here on WABC from 1991 to 1994. And then we discovered when doing talk radio, we don't agree on anything other than the guardian angels. Then I married Mary Galda, who was the, at the time, the uh, sales manager for KISS, who then became the sales manager at WABC, where I met her in charge of Yankee baseball because we carried the Yankee games. Um, we ended up going our separate ways. Uh, my oldest son, we had, and now she's married to Governor David Patterson, who used to be my radio partner in the afternoon. Then there was the Queen's DA, Melinda Katz. I never married her. I asked her to marry me, but she said, you're such a hot mess, you're crazy. I have the, my two youngest sons with her. Uh, that is Carter, who's 13, and Hunter, who's 11. And then there's uh, the best of all, the keeper, Nancy, who has the patience of a saint, who is the cat lady, as you know, who has uh, rescued 17 cats from being euthanized or destroyed in the animal care and control shelters of New York City, that if you don't come and claim a cat or a dog or an animal within 72 hours, they euthanize and destroy them. No, no, no. There's no doubt, uh, Juzap, that uh, Nancy is the keeper. She's the best. Wow. I gave him an extended answer. Is anybody that forthcoming? If you ask that question of Mayor-elect Eric Adams, the enigma, we can't even find out where he lives after two years of campaigning. I know it's Fort Lee. He says it's the basement apartment in Lafayette. Anyway, uh, get ready. Engines warming up for the 15 seconds of infamy. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Michael who's calling from the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mikey. Oh, boy. Curtis, every third day my wife comes close to death. Thanks to the FDA... Thanks to Obama and thanks to Biden. Every day she has to have her fentanyl patch. And if she doesn't have it on time, she goes crazy. And not only that, but it lowers, when you come off of this stuff, it lowers your, it raises your blood pressure. So I can see why there are some deaths now because of the overdoses. What happens is when you take this stuff, it lowers your blood pressure. And then if once you get off of it, it raises it back up. So if you're taking blood pressure pills, you're screwed right right, right there. One guy, uh, 10 years ago, her pain killed. She got hurt on the job. She was working. At, she was working. She got hurt on the job. She got a tailbone, uh, a tail, uh, tailbone uh, fracture. So one doctor, workers' comp doctor, gives her 400 of, uh, MCGs of fentanyl in a lollipop. And that's how they started all the patients off, with this lollipop. And then all of a sudden, they put it on this patch. 
And we kept saying, oh, we have this side effect. Oh, we have this side. Oh, no, no, you don't have any side effects. Oh, yes, we have this. Oh, if you have a problem, go to your primary care doctor. But you're the guy who gave it to us. Oh, no, 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 I'm only, I only give it to you. You have to go to your primary care doctor for all this stuff. And now I see what they're making her, if she does it, they're making her have an appointment the day of the withdrawal. So if she misses that appointment for anything, she will go withdrawal. And then when I talk to the girl at the receptionist, says, uh, can you give me a, a week before that? Uh, no, just make sure you don't miss that day. That's the type of compassion you're getting from the, the pimps. These doctors, that pimps, these are medical pushes. These are painkiller doctors are just pushes. And what they're doing to her is a crime. And I have no, I, I go to all these talk show hosts. They go, oh, yeah, we'll forward it to the talk show hosts. They never do it. They don't believe that fentanyl is a problem right now. And they, and they don't believe that the, the, the victims are the patients and the criminals are the doctors and the FDA and the um, and, and Biden and Obama for bringing this crap in here. And not only that, but it's just, it's crazy. It's like I'm beating my head up against a wall trying to get people to understand. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, you, got, you, you notice I've been listening very cogently and quietly because I myself, I well, I myself was on fentanyl for a year. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I had the fentanyl patches. I had morphine. I had oxys. I went from a hundred, excuse me, two hundred and twenty pounds down to one hundred and forty pounds because I had uh, colitis, ileitis, and then eventually full blown Crohn's disease. And this was the only way I could function. The most powerful of all those drugs, even more powerful than morphine, were the fentanyl patches. Highly addictive. Uh, but very effective, except if you don't regulate that, as you've seen, Michael, you become a raving addict. You just live for fentanyl. And I'm, yes. sure, I'm sure it's turned your entire life, your wife's life, upside down because of the dependence on the fentanyl patch. Now, it is the strongest pain reliever available. But if you don't monitor that, the addiction, I can only tell you from my personal experience, out of all the painkillers I was taking, oxys, morphine, fentanyl was the toughest for me to shake. The toughest Curtis, for me she, to shake. Curtis, she was at 75, and the guy wanted to put her up at 100, and then her neurologist said to the... To the uh, to the uh, painkiller doctor, you can't put her on that. She's multiple sclerosis. That affects the brain. That's uh, that's an opium. You got to take her off there. So what they did was they fired the uh, they fired the neurologist for telling her that. And now from seventy five, it took us ten years to get down to thirty. We're down to thirty six. Three patches of twelve. But I can't. We can't break that that thirty six. Because when she that third day, it doesn't even. Uh, the uh, the thirty six uh, doesn't even cover the third well, day. I'll, I'll tell and you. Then when she gains weight, when you gain weight on this stuff, it loses power because uh, it's diluted because of your weight problem. Well, I'll tell. I promise you this, Michael. In an upcoming program, I will specifically focus in uh, about fentanyl. This is a, a highly addictive narcotic. When used appropriately, it is the best painkiller of all that I've ever taken. There's no doubt about it. But it's so easy to misuse it 
and the addictive qualities of fentanyl are massive. Uh, so I'll, I'll relate to all of our listeners my personal struggles with fentanyl as I was struggling with uh, ileitis, colitis, and chronic Crohn's disease, and also what all the data is and why it is so problematic today, not just America, but in parts of the world. Well, it's time. The 15 seconds of infamy that so many of you lust for, you desire. You've been waiting with bated breath right next to your telephone saying, Oh my God, I'm going to listen to myself, make a fool out of myself. And then I will be, I will have achieved infamy on WABC. I mean, how many of you broke up with a guy... Got you an ankle bracelet. You thought, wow, look at it. There's an inset diamond, right? Yellow diamond or whatever they call it from uh, the jungles of Africa. And it turned out it was a zirconium. And you took it to the pawn shop because you wanted to give it, give it back to that boyfriend who did you wrong. It wasn't a precious metal. There aren't that many precious metals. Gold, silver, platinum. Now the new one, cobalt. We'll talk with, talk about that in a different uh, time on a different day. But we do have a growing national debt. You heard that they're negotiating. Oh, we're going to raise the debt, raise the deficit ceiling. They keep doing that instead of dealing with the problem of the ever-growing national debt, which is unsustainable. And let's face it. This past year, President Joe Biden, he's been a dollar short a day late. His economic his economic plans have just made it worse. So there's cause and effect. It's causing inflation to skyrocket. And your money is sitting in a traditional retirement account. It's getting whacked. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, you got to roll it, not into a joint, into a gold or silver IRA. And you should do so with legacy precious metals. Look, in 20,000, excuse me, in 2008, you remember the implosion on Wall Street. The big boys, they got free money. You on Main Street, you had to pay interest for yours. But if you had invested in gold, you saw huge gains while so many others suffered from financial carnage. This is why gold should be a part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is the company you can trust because they give you unbiased counsel based on your traditional individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. WABC. Good morning from Olivia Newton-John and Harry Harrison. She had a couple in our top 100 of 1975. It's 620 right now. Monday morning, you got that coffee on? Oh, we need coffee. Wouldn't it be great to enjoy a steaming hot cup of coffee right now? Uh, you can if you're on your way in. You're in your car, your truck, you're on your bike. All right, you can stop at your nearby 7-Eleven store, pick up your coffee. 7-Eleven only minutes away from you right now. Take- Why are we giving 7-Eleven a free commercial? Uh, did you clear this with Glenn? Uh, we're giving 7-Eleven a free freaking commercial. The Southland Corporation, which is like worth billions. You schmuck, you putz. Who was that, Harry Harrison? That was indeed Harry Harrison. Oh, and he self-appointed himself mayor of, 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 of New York. <laughs>
Well, can I do that since I lost to Eric Adams? Anyway, coming up after we finish the 15 seconds of infamy. You see, it's truncated for Frank Morano listeners. I created rapid fire calls. Frank Morano gave it a brisk. When we're finished with this, Frank Dietz is going to give you the early news for the next hour. And then the boys come in, Bernard McGurk and Sid Rosenberg. And I think Sid invited me to come in at 620. He wants to surprise, surprise me. What are they going to do? Give me a blanket beatdown? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Let's go to Giuseppe calling from Manhattan. You're 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Joey. Exclusive rights. Copyright to spoonerisms and butcherisms. Exclusive rights belong to none other than uh, uh, Curtis Lever. Now. No, no, that's enough of that. What a brain fart there. Let's go to Victor. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you in Manhattan, Vic. You know, if Mark Twain were alive today, he would be inclined to unequivocally state there are lies, damn lies, and then there's Joe Biden. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. 1-800-848-9222. Mike in Staten Island. Uh, You get your 15 seconds of infamy, Mike. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, John, topic of discussion today, Italian stinkers. When in Woodside, exquisite dining, Dino and Son. Oh, hey, get Glenn uh, Tassinelli there. That's another free ad you gave. 7-Eleven and then this uh, Dino, you know, the dinosaur from the Flintstones. You gave him a free commercial. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Russ. Sorry, I said Nancy Fleetwood took a dive in the city council race against that fossilized parasite, Gail Brewer. I just wish he tried harder. Also, these group rob- robberies organized by elements of the black middle class who are drunk on self-help reparations is a form of wokeaholism. Thanks, Curtis. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, my wife should have tried harder. She was too busy trying to save my campaign as mayor. Anyway, let's go to Amir, who's calling from B-Town. Your 15 yeah. seconds of infamy awaits you, Amir. Here we go, Chris. Uh, Donald Trump is a Galvone because he drinks bleach, and he's uh, his Galvone brother is Frankie Russell. Uh, who? Anyway, let's go to Carl in Scarsdale. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Carl. Yeah, listen, Curtis, you're like a psychiatrist. I'm going to tell you two things I never told anybody. It's so embarrassing. I, I was I was going to graduate from Stepanak. They threw me out senior year. I went to three years of night school. Three years of night school, the only thing I learned how to do is to read in the dark. And the other thing is, yesterday, my wife cut... Stepanak, that was your first mistake there. Anyway, let's go to Charles. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you in Queens, Charlie. Okay, two very quick jokes. The owner of a cheap restaurant goes over to a customer who finishes his meal and asks him, how did you find your steak? And the customer says, well, I moved over all the mashed potatoes, and there it was. You wanted two jokes after that stinkeroony? No dice. Anyway, let's go to the gateway of the world, Bayonne, New Jersey, and Evelyn. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you. 
Curtis, I'd like to know how to become a regular donor to Nancy's efforts to save cats. I'm a cat lover myself, and I'm hoping that there's a way that I can do that. And um, second of all, I've never been into a 7-Eleven that had any hand sign and towels that were available at the door. <laughs> of course, because all they give you is Slurpees. Anyway, if you would like to get involved with uh, my wife Nancy's effort to save the animal community, we have our little slice uh, 12 midnight, you know, Sunday night going into Monday. We do the animal welfare uh, uh, portion. Just go to guardianangels.org. That's guardianangels.org and hit the tab, uh, the Guardian Angel Animal Protection Program. Anyway, let's go to Uncle Willie. Your 15 seconds of fame awaits you, Uncle Curtis, you should look into your crystal ball of your future and become a, a political vigilante. Maybe a carpetbagger, move to Delaware and run for Senate and be a third wheel. Eventually you'll get in and then you can be a real fighter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll move to Newark in Delaware. Did you know there's a Newark in Delaware? Oh, yeah. Inquiring minds always seem to ask that. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Pete. Hi, uh, yeah. Please support the Salvation Army. They saved my life years ago. And, Curtis, do you still have that crank radio, the Phillips? I just sold mine on eBay for 800 bucks. I can't believe it. Wow. I got the Art Bell, Looney Kazuni from Parts Unknown, Beijing, wind them up radio, when y 2 chaos never took place. Anyway, let's go to Alan in the Bronx. You have 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Alan. I criticized the uh, late night program years ago, Red Eye Radio. Many of us loved it. There was nothing wrong with it. And Frank Morano should never have replaced that show. Oh, Red Eye Red Eye Radio. You had two two hen cluckers there who agreed with one another. Maybe the most boring of all. But wait a second. Boring? Oh, life change tea ain't boring. It's going to move you and gently cleanse you. What you got to do, though, is get it and drink it. And one package is going to last you a month. That's life change tea. It's only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code FRANK for free shipping. It's not COD, cash on delivery. As Wu-Tang would say, cash money runs the world. The promo is FRANK. Look, you can feel relief. It can be done naturally. You can have that gentle daily cleanse that tastes great and works to get things moving. Plus, you get to check out all their products at Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Ha, 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 ha. Look at all these Norduels waiting for their 15 seconds of infamy. Psych! Anyway, uh, we are going to continue on. You're going to get the uh, one hour of news from Frank Dietz, Dietz, I don't know, Diaz. Is that how you spell Diaz, D-I-E-Z? Can you believe that? What kind of a Diaz is that? It's supposed to be D-I-A-Z. You can't even spell it. And now you're going to give us the news? Right here at WABC, your place to be.